Good morning, everyone. What's going on? How y'all doing? I know I'm late, but, you know, technical difficulties. Making sure that this audio soundboard thing, this mixer thing right here works and our voices sound nice and clear, not too loud, not too soft. Maybe I need to, you know, tone mine down because I have somewhat of a deep voice and I can't help that. That is just my morning voice. But anyways, good morning, everyone. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome back to another episode of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. I am your host, Silverback Senpai, and joining me is my co-host, Waluigi. Good morning, everybody. Ohio. Good to be here again for episode 23. Back with our... uh our homie with the mosty. <laughs> oh my god, I'm terrible with these rhymes, but we got Negenbergs here again. <laughs> it's the sicky with the thicky. What? <laughs> too early for us. It's never too early. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. When is it? It's ever five. Early? It's it's late as fuck in Europe right now or China. <laughs> so we have the uh, Europeans. Bonjour. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Guten Tag uns meins Fräulein. <laughs> Hello, losses. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh, anyway, this episode of the podcast, <laughs> Steve S. said, yo, is that Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> is that the guy from Fortnite? <laughs> My name is John Fortnite. <laughs> Don't trip now. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is how we're starting the morning. I love this. Yes. <laughs> My name is John Fortnite. Help me save Fortnite by giving me the eight digits of your credit card number and those funny three letters in the back, three numbers, and you can help me save the battle bus. Voice over Pete. You need to, you need to get this guy. <laughs> yes. This episode of the podcast will be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify once the podcast is over. And, of course, for video playback for those who have missed it. I mean, it's early, so you should be here throughout the entire show. Like, get up. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, you can always watch the playback on Facebook and YouTube and also on Twitch, but I think a lot of people just prefer YouTube for playbacks of anything. So, with that being said, uh, we're going to recap with last week's episode and that is with um, Tyler the Boss. Shout out to him. It was very awesome to have him on as our guest. And thought I heard something. Oh, okay. I thought. I thought. Yeah. Um, the reason why Jake James is not here, and we will not discuss on podcast, but he'll be arriving momentarily. So we'll have like a late entry as he comes in. So that being said, we're going to continue on with the show. And yeah. Um, first off, I would like to. Thank Hunter for coming back on yeah. to another episode of Three Suffered. Peats. Three Peats. Yeah, on a three-peat right now. Yes. <laughs> like, how does that make you feel, dude? Breathtaking. You are breathtaking <laughs> indeed. You heard it from the man himself. Is there anything you want to say to the chat right now? You are breathtaking. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We got to get this man noticed by Keanu Reeves. Oh, definitely. That's our goal this week. Yeah. But, yo, how does it feel to coming back? I mean, what were your thoughts on the eight-man podcast when we had back in November? Like, what was your overall thoughts on that? No coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't show up without coffee. Y'all went to McDonald's, (laughs) didn't text me. I was here early. Waiting for the fucking battle bus to arrive with McDonald's. I had to order fucking Taco Bell. 
I was oh in the I was there God. eating a quesarito. A quesarito. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Chaotic. <laughs> Describe your most chaotic moment from that eight man podcast. Yeah. What what do you remember that like stuck with you? The issue is I don't remember much because I hit my head while skiing <laughs> over uh, the winter break uh, at like 20 miles an hour. Oh my god. I'm a little hollow-headed, if you can't tell. Yeah, I can hear that. Oh my god. Thick. With two C's. There's a difference, you know. Three. It's oh. a cracked one, though. It's a cracked C. Oh. It's like a little crack. I, f- I fixed it, Steven. Yeah, there was a bit of a lag in um, Negan's camera, but I fixed it, so it should um, even out. So, yeah, because I forgot that sometimes my camera is recording at 60 frames and the podcast is like at 30. So that's on me. But that should be fixed, so continue. Um, I don't know. I really don't remember too much because my memory is generally hazy, especially in the mornings. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I generally don't wake up very early. The earliest I wake up is like 10 nowadays. Like, I remember it being a really good time. That's all I can really remember. And the fact that it was loud. Very loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. were a very chaotic bunch. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were like the Avengers that nobody wanted, but it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just somehow, we just made it work. Oh, I remember having PTSD from that. Uh, dragon fruit freeze. That shit was nasty. <laughs> Talk about never do that again, please. If you ever see this, oh, don't do God. that flavor again. It's garbage. <laughs> it tastes like expired chupinha. Chupinha. If you're what? Hispanic, you'll know what chupinha is. Oh my God. Like, opinion is bad as it stands, but that's worse. It does sound worse. I'm having a Vietnam flashback if you couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Just that thousand yard stare into the distance, <laughs> reliving a horror that was the Baja, not the Baja, but the uh, the Dragon Fruit Freeze from Taco Bell, circa November 2020. Just as cursed as COVID. We're almost Killing in March. my taste buds. Holy shit. It's, it's been a year of COVID. Papa G Fuel makes the pain go away. <laughs> Definitely. It's a limited edition cutie pie cup. Oh, I said cutie pie. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, cutie pie. It's cutie pie's uh, limited edition run for Talbot. Ten bucks. Got three of them. Epic. So we see. Epic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Epic Games sponsor us, man. <laughs> Something. My name is John Fortnite. Now, if there's a skin of you in Fortnite, I probably would actually go back to playing it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so tell us what you've been doing when it comes to gaming. Like, I've seen you started streaming. Yeah, it's... I tried getting back on streaming recently. It's just very hard to find energy lately. I think it's just... I think it's January and February just are very dry months. And only, you only really pick up, like, in the later months. Like, that's where all the energy comes from. Because, like, last year around this time, I was the most active I've ever been in terms of, like, just, I was, like, exercising. But now I'm just kind of, you know, a lull. I've been playing the hell out of Valheim. Valheim is 
very addictive. I've heard good things about the game. Yeah, oh, I've heard good things about it, It's really good for what it is for a game that's in early access. It is very polished. Um, combat mechanic, it's as clean as it goes. They have a pretty decent level system. The building and just terrain manipulation is pretty freaking good. They really don't hold your hand either in terms of like <clears throat> trying to like tell you where to go, how to get things. They just give you recipes and from there you just die. I'm fortunate enough to oh. you know, not die as often. Uh, and it's really expensive to even play that game, like just in, in the game itself, because yeah, it's like you're going across an expansive map. Going oh. into, it's, a, it's like a semi dungeon crawler. Like open world style, and it's amazing. And for the graphics, what it is, it's really good. Like they do a lot of details to it that are just so beautiful. And like you think for a game that's kind of like what it's like thirty four, like a thirty two bit game kind of style. Yeah, it's polished. They have like God rays, Bloom. Uh, particles, all that stuff, and it, you really feel immersed into it. And they have it, they it right go now. they go hard on like the lore too, uh, like they have like droggers, trolls, uh, different biomes too, and like it, each biome is a progression to get items and materials that you need to survive. This looks really good. Yeah, and, like they they even have. Like stuff that's not even fully released in the game for other areas to explore. Like there's this place called the Mistlands that's gonna have what it looks like to be giant spiders. So that's why it's fun. And the like the Droggers, it's like like you think Droggers, you think back to Skyrim, it's gonna be like those guys in the crypts that are all pale and uh creepy looking. Creepy looking, yeah. Decrepit. But it's like more swamp monstery, and they and like they have spawners for the enemies too. Like there's pile and there's like goo monsters and stuff like that. It's so interesting. Really, like slime. Literally a slime blob. Ooh. And they have eel. They're not eels, but they're leeches. They're more like the size of like a more eels that are just they come at you and poison you. Uh, there's kraken, sea serpents. Giant Ooh. turtles You're that you go and harvest some some resources on. Uh, and this is a free to play game, or it's no? like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, really? Twenty bucks for a game that's it take it took me like to get to where I had set up a secondary base on a boat. It took me like twenty minutes just to get that far across because there's Jeez. an immersive and detailed uh, sailing system in it. That like you have to go up, you have to go downwind. Like you have, there's no hand holding. And if you go in certain places, the krakens will come after you because the krakens aren't like what you would imagine. They're not like the octopus. It's more of a Actual serpent. Squid. It's a serpent. Oh, I'm thinking like a squid. No, it's a it's a serpent, and it comes after you. And like you have to be ready for that. Like I was lucky I had a friend with me, or else I would have been stranded in the ocean, <laughs> like unable to get my stuff. Oh, back. So you can play this game co-op. Yeah, you can you can make your own servers. I don't forget up to how many people, and it's like I saw my friend's base. This man went crackhead mode on it. Crackhead. Like he made 
a literal compound. Like what? stone, high external stone wall, stone foundation, mansion with with a foundry area, living quarters, crafting area, like the entire nine. And it's just amazing. Like they like the progression system for the game itself takes you out of like the norm because you have to progress if you want to go anywhere else. Like you have to learn how to craft certain potions. You have to get the materials. And then resources are finite in terms of like metal, wood, and stuff like that. If you want to get wood again, certain types you either go exploring or you replant. Oh. They have like they have an immersive, like a really intense like crafting system for food and just because you have, you only have to have three types of food at a time to eat, and you have to balance it out with health and stamina, and like you can't really eat like you you're stuck with whatever health you're at. For like five to seven minutes until like the cooldown goes down, and then you can eat again. So you can be like fighting, and you won't be able to heal yourself. Oh wow! Huh. So you're you're pretty much stuck running for your life throughout the entirety of it. That is interesting. So man. I'm thinking of it as like a mix of Skyrim and a mix of uh, Ark. With your like your building systematics, the way you can eat, the way you can. Uh, Fight across certain creatures and monsters, but you might not be able to tame them. I'm guessing. I'd s- you can tame boar, and that's it. Oh man. Uh, the only difference between Ark is the fact that its building me- uh, mechanics are in very immersive in the sense that you have to set up foundations, you have to set up like stands, you have to stilts, you have to do the entire framework for a house. Okay. To allow for general support, or else it'll just collapse on you. Wow, and there's that's a decay system. So like, so, like if you have anything, any like bare wood that's not roofing, like out, it'll decay over oh time. Oh my god! Mm. So they really put like a good idea into this. No, yeah, like it, like certain enemies are weak to certain things. Like they have a very in-depth weakness system, and I have PTSD from death mosquitoes. <laughs> death mosquitoes. What is that? Like they, they are the glass cannon of death. Like big ass mosquitoes? No, oh, they're like about that big compared to you. But and they'll you can't just they'll, get a they'll just they'll just two shot you. Wow. Yeah. I wow. They are the only things who really kill me in that game. So uh, is there any good soundtrack to the game so far? It's very good. The soundtrack's amazing. I it keeps you into it. It's very reminiscent of Skyrim. Okay. Because I mean it's Norse. Mythology. They also have dragons. Any and wyverns. Any godlike items? Not really. Everything's balanced and it goes based off your level. Okay, cool. It's always those kind of games that just show up like completely out of nowhere. And then just pop off. And it just pops off. And, it, and it's not even a triple A game. It's not a triple A game, right? It's an indie game for the most part. From and like, it's an indie game. Oh and it just, it's, from a, it's from a no one publisher. Like Coffee Grounds, I think it's the name, and they've sold. I think they've. I think they may have hit six million already, in like the first two months of it coming out. It's it, and still being on early access. Wow. It's always those indie games that just it shows up out of nowhere and it just completely just blows people's minds away. It just blows up. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it, and it just goes to show that. You don't need to spend... I mean, of course, you have to spend money to you know, make a game or whatnot, but 
trying like something like an EA, a Ubisoft, an Activision, uh, Epic Games or whatnot, where they're spending hundreds, thousands, even millions of dollars on trying to put out an awesome game. Here comes an indie game that has less of a budget than your AAA games and just completely dominates and puts these big AAA games to shame like, huh, we do all of this and our fans don't appreciate it or whatnot, but these indie games that just comes out of nowhere focus on player enjoyment, keep them coming back for more, and the more you know, players spend more time playing our games, enjoying our games, they're going to end up becoming successful in the long run. As long as, hey, you're not screwing over your consumers trying to nickel and dime them for everything, then you'll see a lot of success later down the road. Definitely. I just definitely believe that indie games are a good way to get to, with the people. Like Among Us started off as Among very low. Us. It's a low popular indie game and it suddenly blew up because people started And it's a game us. that came out in what, 2018? It came out in 2018 and it blew up in 2020. It only really blew up because of offline TV because I knew a lot of other streamers who had been doing it with decent success and like viewership, but it wasn't until that group really played it that it blew up. Because there are other games that are similar, but I personally enjoy more that nobody really pays attention to. Like, The Seat uh, is a really good, similar game, which is more like The Thing. Oh, wait. Speaking of indie games, you guys ever heard of Friday Night Funk? No. It's it's like DDR, but you just use your keypad, basically, and you follow, like, these uh, these little chimes. and You just got to follow it. There's, like, a small little plot with it. I've only seen the game briefly, and I found it pretty interesting that they made, like, a whole DDR-style game on Newgrounds. Hmm. But is it what you were saying? Oh, yeah, like it, it's it's only when like specific streamers really play it that it that games will blow up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like even games that had been on a lull of like popularity, like Rust, it wasn't until like that specific group and also their streamers started playing it that it it saw spikes of like a million in two weeks of player activity and purchases. It just goes to show you, like, it's more of the people that bring the game to popularity. Yeah. Definitely. But it's only once you achieve that that it can really flourish, which is sad. Yeah, and of course, it, and you focus on the factor of fun. Yeah. Is, it a fun is it a fun game? Can people have fun in, you know, playing the game for hours and hours and hours without having it be a sweat fest? Yeah, that's, that's right. We're talking about like Warzone, Apex. <laughs> yeah, Rust, like Rust. all the m- multiplayer games, Call of Duty, where they're f- they want to focus more on competitive play, you know, skill based matchmaking, and then it just people end up hating the game. But you know, they'll still go back and play. But it just becomes more of a headache to play the game rather than hey, I'm just you know playing it for fun. And now these indie del- you know, indie guys, they're you know, regular guys just like us, they're not in, you know, these big AAA companies and yeah. they see where what people want, what kind of games that they want, and they focus more so on polishing their product and then of course focusing on just purely fun. Can people have fun with this game? Can they enjoy this game? Yeah, it's gonna be a risk whether they succeed or fail, but if they if they succeed, then boom, success happens. I remember there was an indie game that somebody made called uh, Shotgun Farmers. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on Steam. It's a multiplayer, sort of like Call of Duty, where you have your concepts of guns, but 
it's all farm-based. Like, you have a corn can and you have a sword that is, like, literally, I think, a cucumber or, like, a... I'm trying to remember, but... Phrasing. I know. There's, like, a lot of farm puns that you can grow your own weapons, but the, the guy who made it actually... Follow, I follow him on TikTok recently. He listens to his comments on what people should be making, and the more that he follows the comments, the more people seem to be interested because he's listening to the people's suggestions. And that's what's really unique about some indie like developers. Some people want a good recommendation. Easier. Go. Go get them. <laughs> you know about the lawsuit with Bethesda? Which lawsuit with Bethesda? Uh, the fact that there's a lawsuit because of the season pass. Uh. Because it went from $30 to $50. And the lawsuit entails that the creation club is considered DLC. Yeah, and it's trying to, they're trying to say that the fact that the Creation Club is DLC, it should be covered in the season pass. Which is, the season pass has over, that's just the main DLCs, and that, the, those are more add ons that are over a hundred, like around $200 worth of add ons for a $50 season pass, which doesn't seem very lucrative. Because gotcha. it was added after the fact of the season pass, the creation club. All right. And joining us, you know, late to the show, but he's ready to go, <laughs> Mr. Jake James Little. Yo, How you been doing, my I'm dude? I'm good. I, I would have been here a lot earlier if I could or whatnot. But, yeah, I'm here. You know, better late than never. You know, there's some people that just straight up just wouldn't show up, which is crazy. You know, but, yo, I always show up. Traffic's a bastard. <laughs> no, no, it was just that, you know, I thought originally I was going to be, we were going to do it from home, but I forgot you only do this show, only, uh, what is it, in person, so, because la remember last one that you had me on, you, you only did it uh, digital. Yeah, Otaku's in South Florida. Yeah, Ota yeah Otaku's in mm -hmm. South Florida is always um, online, where mm -hmm. I can reach more people, and, and of course, invite more people, yeah. but the podcast, it, like, it's always in person, because... You get to have the face-to-face -face conversation with people mm -hmm. and then just share ideas and, of course, show people that, hey, this is what us gamers here in South Florida, we're not, you know, big YouTubers or whatnot or big popular content creators. We're just ordinary people who are passionate about games and mm -hmm. we're just having to sit down and talk about it yeah. amongst other people of similar interest. Yeah. yeah, definitely in this podcast, we play games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? And you got, you're surrounded by games, too. So, yeah, it kind of works out. Like, it's cool. But, yeah, um, earlier we was um, talking to, with Hunter about what was his thoughts with um, being, uh, well, since he's here for the third time, and you're here for the mm -hmm. third time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the eight-man podcast back in November? It, it was something. It was it was fun. <laughs> like Something. That was, that was fun. That is, that is, like, that is even you got to admit it, because I, I was looking at both of you, like, as we were recording and stuff, and, like, your facial expressions are priceless. Like, it's just on certain things. Like, on certain moments, if you go and you watch it, it, it's actually really funny. Like, some of the things, like, you could just tell. Like, you know, vibe in the room but it's fun doing stuff like that because again like like I, uh, you were saying before like you guys do a lot of stuff you know for this region of yeah. Florida and we don't have that you know yeah. for a lot of places like even with, with people like me and others that do other different aspects of you know gaming and stuff we have other like you know content creators stuff that are within this area but they don't do something like that they don't gather people like one of the things that I've even told you guys and I think I've told other people too is that we sometimes have this habit you know especially down here in South Florida or just Florida in general that not a lot of people collab with each other and not a lot of people get together to do stuff like that despite everybody being within the same vicinity we see each other in like you know convention stuff so seeing stuff like that is fun because 
it at least shows people, especially audiences of gaming, that we have stuff in this area too. It's not just in the typical places that people think of, like California, yeah. New York, et cetera, whatever. But yeah. it was fun. You know, it, it was fun being around everybody, seeing everybody, which was cool, you know, goofing off and stuff, you know, seeing the hilarity. Like it was it was dope. It was chaotic. It was chaotic, yeah. It was yeah. chaotic. It was trying to be nice about it, but yeah, it was chaotic. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Oh, <laughs> Jake, Steven, cha- Steven says hi. <laughs> oh, who says it? Steven. Oh, hey, what's up, Steve? It was good, <laughs> it was good Steve. <laughs> Chaos doesn't inherently mean bad. But it was controlled chaos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It was, like a, it was like a controlled explosion, like when they took down the Trump Tower in uh, Atlantic City. Controlled. <laughs> I didn't think it was that controlled, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, considering how... I mean, that was controlled, but it was like, you know, there's, I guess there's like a tier level to like control. Yeah. Like, the, the tr- that over there was like up here. We were like, eh, maybe a little lower on the top. <laughs> maybe not down here, but... It's because you know. like there was so much around it, but the fact that they took down like a... 30, 40... It was a thing. It was a thing. A huge (laughs) thing of just explosion, but there was... It was controlled. It was a thing. It was a thing. (laughs) It was a thingy thing. Yeah. A thing of thing proportions. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, also, we was also talking with Thunder um, what he's been, what he's been up to gaming wise or whatnot. And now I'm gonna ask you, what have you been doing gaming wise? I've been doing a lot. Like again, if some of you have been following me on social media, so I've been doing a lot. Like literally, stuff even happening just last night. Uh, I actually now I can officially say I have a byline on Red Bull Gaming that I actually have. An yeah, article. I saw that. Yeah. I saw your article in um, Flynn's uh, Discord and yep. whatnot, and I read it. And I was like. Holy shit, he's on the Red Bull. And that, that's not yeah. that's not all. Like here's the, I could say it now publicly now that stuff's going up. There's gonna be four more editorials coming from me going up on Red Bull Gaming, including about God of War and what? about Horizon Zero Dawn and Ghost Tsushima. You know, because I did about yeah, I did about two per game or yeah, about two three per game at one point. And there's gonna be even more Holy beyond smokes. that. So that's one cool thing that I'm proud of because you know I get to write, I get to do stuff on Red Bull Gaming, which they is, better give you wings, man. They, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's there's a, a couple cool like things about that. But besides that, obviously the YouTube channel, which is a big thing that I've been trying to really push to like you know grow and actually do more because that's gonna help me do more stuff. Like whether it's coming out to places, whether it's interacting with more people, whether it's you know covering more games, you know, being able to do more because that's like my big goal this year. I want to grow that. On top of that, again, just, you know, uh, doing other review stuff, getting hooking up with other like people within the games industry, which is cool, appearing on shows and doing a lot just in general. I've been trying to stay productive and busy throughout all this. That's all I really can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's either yeah. you work out or just do work. And that's or really binge watch Disney or binge Plus, watch yeah like something you know, just busy work just to keep off the tedium because tedium drives you crazy mm-hmm. that is true wait what is tedium tedium what would you describe it as a lull of just consi- meandering meandering basically. just oh, okay a, consi- a consistent just bleh that's a consistent rumination yeah, gotcha. make, that's, that's the, the good word for it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, when you break down the word, tedious just means like really long in a nutshell. Tedious is an long and annoying, just like... Bottom something. out of pain in the ass. That's the best <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> the state of being tedious <laughs> literally is what it means. Oh, I was reading a comment earlier on the chat from S15. He says, John Fortnite, I need help with my game stonks. Nah, you got this. <laughs> no, you got this. <laughs> Invest in... Dogecoin. Dogecoin. <laughs> Dude, I already have almost a thousand stocks. Don't get me started. So damn, you're begging, begging with those stocks. <laughs> because anywhere to a dollar, I will buy a house at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Imagine having just put like $10 a month into Bitcoin like when we were in middle school. Yeah, they're banking. Yeah. Point. Some of them are banking. If you, put, <laughs> if you had put like, let's say, a 1000 a year into Dogecoin just as a joke, <laughs> you would be a multimillionaire. At this point, yeah. Like, look, if I do the math, if I remember correctly... Dogecoin was at. Let's go to the charts. Zero point zero 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 four one. I think that's the number it used to be at back mm. when I was younger. Like when it first started becoming like a like irrelevant mm. times. Let's say you put a thousand. Wait, did that? Yeah. Main camera battery. I did died. that wrong? Didn't I? Fuck. Mm. No. Wait, so Mine's you'd have. Yeah, I still got the other. So it's yeah, a little bit of a blackout right now. Okay. Yeah, the other one's still going? Okay, yeah, you're good. It's divided by a thousand. Gotcha. Yeah. Bottom line, it's mad money. I, it, it's I, not Scrooge McDuck money, but it's mad money. It's, yeah. I, I did the math wrong, but it's... I'm too broke. You can bathe in a couple... That's a lot of PSN games on sale there. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, to say the Steam sales hit? To say oh, the least, y- you could have a lot of Robux. Which, technically speaking, if you owned Robux, you could convert that into real money. Interesting. I think Roblox actually went uh, public, so that's always funny. Mm. And I think they're doing really well because, like, Roblox is one of those companies who does well for themselves. Yeah, that's true. Considering the fact that they have, like, one of the most live marketplaces and games Mm. for a kid's game. You know, now that I think about it, you're right. <laughs> like, for my birthday, my friends are like, we were trying to figure out what to do to... Because, like, what we do is, like, we usually celebrate, like, online or we meet up. And because COVID, we, met, we just played online. I was like, what do we want to do? It was like, Roblox? Phantom Forces? Phantom Forces. And we ended up doing uh, one of those escape rooms on mm, okay. Roblox. And it, we were actually puzzled because of how well it was made. Like, they pulled out math. Mm. Like... I think it was like uh, 24,014 X equals 2. So basically, like, you're all going to have to basically go X to school while trying to figure out how to get out of this freaking this is a fu- place. Like, a, that's too much. It's a kid's stuff. game. Like, <laughs> they, really like they had some suffer. elaborate stuff to it. It's like... We either doing algebra or we escaping this room. Which one we do? <laughs> we do algebra. Some, we do algebra 3 to, get the, to, to beat that game. <laughs> Did you guys end up beating it? Yeah, we beat it. Like, oh, okay. Like, we were trying to go for, like, a sub-10-minute run, and then th- three of us, because there's five of us, broke the game, and we couldn't move. <laughs> we broke the game, and it froze us. Oh, God. So we couldn't move, and two of our friends had to do a memory puzzle. <laughs> so, much, so, much for, so much for escaping at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. if we were literally frozen in time. Mm. Moving at not even a snail's pace. Mm. We moved as fast as a tardigrade. Crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Waluigi, what have you been up to gaming-wise? Gaming-wise, I know last Monday we did Apex Legends. That was probably the funniest thing we've done. Cause God, we, that shit We never was... played together. Yeah. That's the funniest thing. Like, we've known each other for two years, and that was the first time we actually played. Yeah, mm. and when we played with um Tyler, shout out to Tyler... And, like, before we played with Tyler, like, our first game, we ended up winning. We handled that so smoothly. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, okay, go here, go there, or 
um, don't push here, don't push there. Like, I'll, like, I'll, like, I was so focused on just keeping us alive to the point where I ended up getting knocked down. And if you remember that part where we were getting literally pinned. And, and we just waited. <laughs> and we just waited. I was like, don't push, don't push. Let, let the other team just fight it out and we just third party them. Oh, my God. And man. then as the ring gets closer and closer, I ended up getting knocked because I started, all right, let me go ahead and go push. And then... Now I get knocked, I get eliminated, I'm like, shit. And I now see someone just... behind me trying to go through. I knock him down. Then there's me and the uh, random. We knocked out the other guy who ended up winning. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yes. Because and then when we had Tyler on, oh, my God. We... It, it was a... <sighs> the letter of the week was L. Yeah, L. it was big a complete L. L a but big one. That was the funniest. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the funniest time that we've had, and... The screaming. I could not stop screaming. We all did. Yeah, I was screaming too. I got to upload the video later on um, Instagram and whatnot we so that way y'all could see. We even glitched a part of the game where we got stuck in one part of the railing in uh, Olympus. That was yeah. some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But um, for me, gaming-wise, I've just been more focused on Apex and other fighters trying to at least be at least decent at it. Recently, um, Flynn's out not... This not this Saturday, but previous Saturday, they had their big pot um tournament, their Smash um Ultimate tournament, and I ended up competing in it. And I said, you know what? Because since I'm always around the Smash players in the Smash community, and I don't even play the game, just being around them, I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and jump into this game because why not? Let me try to at least be decent at it so that way I can at least send one person home. If I can just send one, one person, person home, home, I'm good. I can take one stock <laughs> off of somebody. I know I, know I heard that right. Like, I can take one stock off of them. That's, that's progress because <laughs> some of these guys, they'll come and just three-stock you. Done. Game. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I need to at least play this game. that. <laughs> play it, understand it. Play it, understand it, be cheesy with it, and then, of course, God, I'm be now. average. Because at least with every fighting game that does come out, I try to at least be average at best. So that way I can at least hold my own. Those that play it religiously and they're, like, really good at it and pros at it, more power to you. I wish I could do that. I just don't have the time, uh, unfortunately. Games, I can't wait for Guilty Gear. Yeah. Oh, I, I just did the beta for that. How was it? I, I did a video about the beta for Strive, and it's yeah, actually man. pretty good. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, right. One thing I will say is that I love the visuals. Obviously, it's similar to Zerd, and it's like a little bit cleaned up, a little bit different for some of the characters. Okay. Um, I love the music, the sound, the OST for Guilty Gear. It's always been incredible, but this one's really dope. Uh, and it feels good to play. I mean, there was a couple little hiccups here and there, and I think the online lobbies, I'm not a fan of those, like the way that they did it in this Guilty Gear game with the beta. But other than that, it's still pretty darn good like i still like it i gotta actually play it because i just got zerd recently mm. since i got a ps4 you, you, if you like zerd you like this since i just got a ps4 i bought guilty gear and haven't touched it yet mm. well well that's not such a huge deal i mean it's always gonna be there because like they, they had zerd revelator 2 i think it was like the, yeah. the second edition of that and this one is like coming out sometime what like in the next like month or two like that, so you got time. I got it for like five bucks at GameStop. Oh, that's so. what? Like, yeah, the deals, man. Like, it, it's good. That's fine. I just walked in there, conveniently found it, paid for it. Dude, along like, with when you uh, see those impulse buys, it's sometimes good. You, I'm, I'm hoping it's a couple games for me. I, I'm able to pick up stuff like that. Like, uh, was it some of the? Was it Star Wars Squadrons and oh, uh, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order? Because I want to get it for my collection. So just some, some of the whatever it is, GameStop. Like certain GameStops are just not in sync. Like yeah. some of them are like full price use. I'm like, what? Like, it I, doesn't I make any sense true. to me. It's like, places are listening for like $20-something, and this one's like trying to charge fifty nine ninety nine. Use. This is why I'm afraid to grab a stock for GameStop. 
<laughs> crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, there's bullshit. Yeah, right? I play, I did play the Guilty Gear um, Strive beta, but I was just more so in the training room because mm-hmm. I need I want to get familiar with the game before I go online and then just get my ass handed to me. Or you do a tournament here. And, and it's a brand new game, so you got to do that. Like, yeah. Because it feels different than the Revelator or, or what is it? Yeah, it, it completely feels very different. And... One of the things that I'm going to have to slowly get used to, I'm pretty sure you've seen it, is where you have them in the corner and after the corner breaks and it goes to another area. And if you try to keep doing that again, it'll keep breaking. I was like, annoying, but okay. It's, it's, it's new. It's cool, especially if you do it off a combo. Like if you do it off a larger combo with certain characters like that because only certain moves are able to do that. It's kind of right. like... Um, uh, like Injustice in, would like the whole transition. Yeah, kind of a little bit. When you have the heavy sense. attack and it just transfers. But, or like certain moves, like you could, like, you know, you could power up with like, you know, some of your meter or stuff. Or like they do, they put you into that break status where you could just like do a little extra damage in MK. Similar to that, but like only certain moves can do that transition from different parts of the stage. Or very similar to fighters, because again, Arc System Works worked on this one. They did the exact same thing with that. I need it's to get cool. into Guilty Gear. Which is cool. Yeah give, yeah, give it a try, man. I know I made someone's, Jump cost- on it. I made someone's costume first it's before niche, actually getting into it. It's a niche it. fighting game, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. So I think it's made very well. A game that came out, what, in what, PS2 era or uh, PS1? PS, the first Guilty Gear was PS2 era. Then Guilty Gear, uh, was it Action Core Plus, was also PS2 era, but it also was on other platforms, I think. I can't remember which ones, but okay. I know that it iterated from there. And then they got a re-release on Switch with the original Guilty Gear and oh. Action Core. One point before the new one came out, which was Zerd and, and this one now. Okay. All right. So let's segue into our next topic. What are y'all's gaming plans for 2021? I'll start with you. Mm, gaming plans. I do want to get into a PSVR. My neighbor got me into it, and it actually seems a lot of fun. I should have brought you my set where you could borrow it because it's been collecting dust. Dear Lord. There's, there's some good PSVR stuff. Yeah. Then, uh, some real good VR stuff. Eventually, I want to start building an actual PC so I can start like playing serious games because I'm obviously using this laptop more for editing than I am actual gaming. Mm. <laughs> I best. mean, next thing, let's check, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> when that Liter- comes in, literally. Yeah. literally new PCs. I'm going to be if you can get your hand. The issue that stands to reason is the scalpers and all this shit that's happening. God, fuck, God said, son... Here is your thirty seventy at five thirty four dollars, and I was like, "Thank you." Mm. I got a, I built my PC for thirteen hundred bucks. Dude, it, it, you need to send me stuff because I'm seriously thinking about building a PC because I need it for work, yeah. you know, for stuff. Yeah. and I want to get into PC gaming because I'm, I'm left out. Like, <laughs> my PC ran, ran me th- th- fourteen thirteen hundred dollars. Nice twenty-seven inch, seventy-five hertz monitor. Oh, one, is a, one is a. Are you actually? Like, oh, and then I just and then I'm. I good. have my second monitor for my original setup as my second monitor. Funny as shit. Um, get this, a monitor that, mind you, is four years old, has one of the crispest resolutions compared to like, like I tried buying a monitor online at Amazon. Had good reviews. It was so dull. Oh my god! Mm. I said, you know what? Fuck that. Part of my French. But wow, you gotta go to the store, man. If you don't see that, if you don't see your the, the monitor up close, because I went through, I tried buying a monitor off Leco because I wanted to get try to keep it budget. I was like, okay, that's shit. Bought one online that had like thir- like a few thousand positive reviews. That was shit. I had to go on. I went to Best Buy. 120 bucks, 27 inch Dell. The thing with 75 hertz, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
I only get two of them, so I have that just like that pure, yeah, the that pure two monitor let le- like setup. get your back computer. Because yeah. the thing, because the thing is, like right now, my old monitor, since it's smaller, is on one of my old textbooks from college that I wrapped around with like this black uh, scarf from when I did Arthur Morgan, <laughs> so that way it just doesn't look gaudy. I don't see mm. just like that that textbook logo. But I run a thirty seventy. Uh, Founders Edition with a B550 MSI car. I think it's MSI motherboard. 32 gigabytes hey. of t- uh, RAM. I think it's Corsair Tomahawk. No, not, not Tomahawk. It's something else. And uh, 3700 XT. Cool. My brain hurts. That's yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you're into PC gaming, like then course. you know, like that's decently pretty good hardware like you know for stuff that's what I need to do for me personally because again I've been console gaming for a long time and my PC my laptop sucks like garbage and I want to build one or at least get one where not only I could stream and and video edit easier but also play PC games because I've been dying to get more into it because I have a lot of access to different PR people where I get games early and sometimes they're only available through Steam codes Uh, betas so there's certain games that I'll have like super early access to but I can't play it uh, yeah, I remember my PC when I originally, I mean, of course, I bought mine to pre-built and there's nothing by it. There's nothing okay. wrong. I actually, there are some brands that do some decent pre-builds that run the newer cards mm-hmm. for a moderately decent price and you can customize afterwards. Seriously? Because as it stands, I bought my, just for just a frame of reference, I bought my, my uh, processor, which was the AMD Ryzen 5 3600 XT. I bought it at two thirty three. You know what it's retailing for right now? Give a guess. How much? Just give a guess. Just uh, five. Three fifty. Oh, that's not that bad. That's, wow. That's, that's, that's a moderate bump. That that is a big bump for because that that's the that's the mid tier that's yeah. mid tier processor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For it to get a one fifty bump, that is a hurt locker. Because hmm. that what that says is the your motherboard, your RAM right now things are going up in price. So realistically, there are some brands that like they're a bit more uh, niche market. Because what you could realistically do is just buy a pre-built mm-hmm. that has like a 30, uh, 30 series, yeah, and then just gut it. Because the cases are never that good. Yeah, yeah you I've want heard. A, you want a case that has. If you're not doing liquid cooling, you're doing airflow, and you want to get a good airflow case. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got my case. Uh, for 70 bucks and it was like 2018, 2019's best airflow case. This thing has, my room doesn't get hot. What? Like it only, it only gets hot like when my AC is not really blowing so there's no ventilation. Like it runs like at 50 to low 60 degree Mm, Celsius. Cool. So like, like the average PC will run around 70 to 80. Oh my God. So you want to keep that motherfucker cold. Yeah. Yeah, I bought mine. Like, if I remember the price, like I bought mine. My the tower that you remember, right? Yeah. I bought that tower completely pre-built with. I'm not gonna you know give the specs or whatnot, but I bought it for about eleven hundred, and and I financed it. Nothing wrong with that if you can afford it. But um, and I financed it completely paid off. Same thing with my laptop. 
But my laptop cost me a lot, a little bit more than my desktop tower at the time because the laptop is a, it has a little bit better specs than my tower. Laptops do tend to be cost a lot more just because of the fact that they're laptops. And portable, yeah. yeah. They're portable, but yeah. the only issue with laptops, I, pers- I, can't buy, I can't do laptops anymore. So I tried buying an expensive, I bought an expensive laptop when I was younger. Dude, one drop and everything breaks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because yep. all, inter- all the internal screws and fastenings are made out of dingy plastic. Yeah. Wow. Like, I shook my laptop. It was a freaking maraca. Yeah, so you definitely want to, like, if you're going to get into PC gaming, like, seriously, invest in a tower. And then, of course, even if you buy it pre-built like I did, by the time, and, of course, I also financed it too, by the time I was done paying it off, I started changing all the parts. So that way, now it runs effect, you know, efficiently, effectively, and now it's now well worth fifteen hundred because of how much I put into it. It's pretty much like your own car. You buy it however, however you want, and then as time goes along, you make the changes that, that you want. You invest in it, and you take care of it. You take care of your PC because that's gonna last you years. Like I don't four. have to. Buy, yeah, it's four is the average lifespan of a PC. Huh. Yeah. Good to know. I never knew. It's that. gonna last you. So you want to take care of it. If there are parts that are gonna go bad, swap it out. You know, replace it with something new, and you know, move forward with that. So, game. I mean, gaming wise, for me, it's just more so of getting a PS5. That's yeah, it. That's another thing I have to worry about. <laughs> I have to get a PS5 because you know for work stuff. But the problem is, is one finding it, and two finding it for like the price it's supposed to be at. Yeah, which is annoying. <laughs> oh yeah. I still remember that scalper story that I found out nearby me. Dude, that's still going on, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I tried. I was trying to try box, and make man. business with a. It a really is. Store. Best Buy is your only option when it comes to buying. If they got it, yeah. Yeah. The second, like, I got my thirty seventy at Best Buy because Best Buy has a two-step authentication uh, browser. It'll verify that you're not a bot because what bots will do is they'll auto refresh and try to get it in the car and then they'll buy it. It, it took five minutes, but I got the car in my cart, and I was like, cool. I was so close to getting a PS5 last week, like, so close, because I went through Target, and I've been following a lot of people on Twitter about those, um, you know, PS5 restock updates, mm-hmm. and finally, I'm in one. I f- I, I'm like, it's in my cart. I got my payment information. Didn't go through. That sucks. That really does suck. And that's annoying. That's a failure on a couple different factors. One, how much supply that they got. Yeah. Two, not expecting the, the blast of people that are going to want to get this thing, which, yeah. you know, happens every time with a console launch. But, like, even with this and then obviously the pandemic stuff, like, everything is just a hodgepodge of just annoyance. Yeah, that, 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 is, my, like, that is my gaming goal of 2021 is just to get a PS5 so that way I can now start shifting focus on to getting more games for it because I do want to go after more of the indie games that are going to come out for the PS5 rather than the big AAA games. Of course, I'm still going to play the big AAA games, but I want to focus more on the indie games because some of these indie games are blowing up. Not all of them, but some of them are, and and they're just these unknown gems that just you never heard of, and then just, boom, Genshin Impact, Among Us, uh, Fall Fall Guys, Hades, and now um, Valheim, as you said, like, Nobody, ha- nobody knows about these games, and then they just blow up. Yeah, that's true. 
those facts. And then when you get it anyway, because you're PS Plus member, you're going to get a bunch of stuff anyway. Yeah. That you're going to get that a ton true. of stuff from PS4 that also get the free upgrades to PS5 versions. Yeah. You know? And even some of the games you've got on PS4 are going to get the same thing, which is crazy. I mean, we just had it now with the announcement of Final Fantasy VII. Going to get the free PS5 upgrade on yeah. top yeah. of the DLC stuff. Like, there's a lot of things like that, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. And I'm still, I'm ripping That's, both now. <laughs> it's why I'm happy I have a PC. I don't really use consoles much, but I am a Microsoft fanboy through and through. And the fact that I have Game Pass makes life so Game Pass is dope. It is. Game it Pass is, is dope. It is what I always say when someone gets an Xbox. It is the best thing in the world. If I had an Xbox, I'd be using Game Pass all the time right now. Because like, there's so much. You just, a PC is all you need. Like you, I play CFDs for free. I play. You can play Ark for free, which I like that. Yeah. You, you get all the DLCs included, I think. You know what I like about Game Pass, though? It, what PSN has yet to do as of yet is that they have a day and date sometimes with some of those big releases, especially the first party Microsoft games. Mm-hmm. Like, they they same day. Like, they send they send you a notification and it's like, uh, you can pre-download, which is great. Like, yeah, I, I pre-downloaded so many games. Uh, it's sad because like sometimes they'll notify you about like games that are only on console, like uh, the, that new Star Wars game. Uh, uh, squadrons? No, not Squadrons. Uh, what is it? Fallen Order. Yeah, that one. Order. That one. It was only on it was only on console release, which kind of sucked. Love to have played that, but it makes it makes sense though. But I would love to see that type of thing make its way with PlayStation Plus, which they're kind of doing with some of the stuff for the PS4 games. But I also still want to see them do the day and date release with that for people that just already are subbed to PS Plus that have all that stuff. They're already like faithful to Sony in that way, and then have that same type of access to that. Because look, I knew that Game Pass was going to be a big deal when Gears Five was day and date release. Yep. Game Pass because yeah. that's a big you know, a Microsoft first party title. Like you would think, like oh, they want people to buy. The retailer just buy it separately off the store, but they yeah. really wanted to commit people to get that user base for Game Pass, and yeah. I think it's working out great. Yeah, that's and how it might be like Game Passes. If you don't intend on having Game Pass long term, like I do, they you get a discount. Like it's yeah. like a, it's like a do it for like a month. Yeah. It's like a twenty percent discount or something like yeah. that for games. Like I don't know how much um, like Sea of Thieves costs. RS. I think like it's like 40 bucks. bucks. like 40 bucks. Is it? It's like, it's like, 30. like full retail price. I remember it being like 40 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Now I'm pretty sure it's less. But it's so. like 30 $33 with Game Pass. Mm. You get the, everything's discounted with Game Pass. Dude, which I was I think uh, is amazing. What was I doing? I was on Game Pass, and they also have a, a special edition of Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. where they have like a beta test or like a preview of certain things that they're going to show in the game later. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like new, new content coming yeah. out. Yeah. Like, yeah I, that's I forgot cool. what they called it, but I found that really unique. Like, you get Subnautica. For free on that too. Mm. There's a lot of games. Destiny Two DLCs. Destiny Two, yeah. Halo is gonna be a big deal when that drops. Oh, the Master Chief, oh, yeah. the, the complete Infinite. Master Chief Collection. Is well, there. that that, but when Infinite comes out, that's oh gonna my be that's, god, that's gonna, that's gonna be on Game Pass. That's gonna have a huge it's gonna spike. Be everywhere. I feel like that one, despite all the other stuff with it, is gonna be a big deal for them because everybody's waiting on that. I mean, that's their yeah. that's their first party. Title. That's their bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. when you're gonna see a spike of people jump on Game Pass. I feel like. You're going to see a huge spike when Halo comes up. If they ever yeah, do another Hor- Forza Horizon, that will be amazing. All right, let's go on to our next one, and this is an interesting one. Anthem development has stopped. I called it. Called I, knew it. That, I knew that was coming I for a long time. And, that, that, the second that game came out, it flopped like a dead fish. You, you want to hear a funny story with, yeah. this, with Anthem? And yes. This is something that happened to me that's industry-wise, right? So when Anthem was being made, because so, I saw Anthem at EA play at E3 at one point, right? It was like one of those games that, that got announced, got shown, and it looked dope at first. 
But when it was already starting to come out, I remember a little bit of controversy and a little bit of some of the, like, the different rumblings about it from different outlets like VG247. I remember sharing an article about them where they had spoken to their sources. Again, according to their sources, so allegedly at the time, they had spoken to people that were content creators and stuff that EA was paying people to have certain opinions of the game. Oh. Now, obviously, that could have been complete nonsense. And it ended up being at one point where people were like coming out and saying, like, oh, no, they're, they're part of the EA Players Club. This is nonsense. This is all this stuff. It was a big back and forth. But I remember that stuff being written about the game at the time. And when the game finally came out, a lot of the people that were bigging it up were really quiet because there was so much bad publicity about this game. And I remember even playing it because I played Anthem later. And I, it was after Destiny 2, after all this stuff. Oh, it, was, it felt exactly the same, but just worse. Like, I didn't have that same charm about Anthem that I did with Destiny 2, when I was sort of saying Because that was another game that I saw the entire thing for the review cycle. It was just weird because the, you can only do that style of game so many times for people. Like, people yeah. who play games like Destiny 2, like Anthem, like uh, Apex Legends, like uh, anything of similar nature. Like, Fallout 76. Fallout 76. Like you can put, you can only put so much time into because they devote, uh, they need a w- lot of time in order to get deep into the get to like the raids. Like you can't just play a weekend and just get into that. You got to play put yeah. time to the stuff. And, like and Division Two. Division Two is another one. Like look how many games. Those are all like 50, 60, 70, 80 plus hour games, and that's not just even. To learn it. That's not even getting into like the meat of like the end game content, the post game content. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like the, the thing with Destiny, I don't know if you played. Uh, like the I, I was like I played on launch. I yeah, I was uh, for, for Destiny one or two, two. Okay, for Destiny two, I was before launch because because of the review cycle that we had. So we got to see the. Beta but I don't like for raid, like the for raid. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, the raid like, a lot of stuff. The, like, the, the, like to learn the cycle. Oh, it takes the, time, dude. Like, it, you're spending hours, hours. hours. Yeah. Like you're you're shot. You're waiting <laughs> for that. You're, you're watching the people who are streaming the raid on launch. So you can learn what you have to do. Just to go for the world record. I remember that. Not even the world record. Just so you can get the code yeah. for the jacket. Yeah, just to get further ahead. It was so stupid. Because those jackets, they always do a jacket launch mm-hmm. with each of the games. And each of the jackets are dope as fuck. And like, you'll, you can go on eBay right now. And, you, and there's scalpers selling the codes for like a hundred bucks for the jackets. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. Like, it, that, those raids, it take, some people spend a whole day. Dude, I remember how big it was as far as like people coordinating their schedules to do raids or just yes, to do I was the one strikes, of them. to do the strikes all the time. Do you I did not the nightfalls. Yeah, yep. like all that. Stuff. I did not bother. Like every day, literally, every day. clans in the early day were such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. There was just one clan who uh, the leader was a dick, the d bag. Like he, like he was so like when I see high and mighty, he doesn't even begin to describe this man because he. He, there was like three different discords filled with people for different teams like you had and like he would be constantly filtering out people who weren't playing for like um, for like, a, like two weeks was like the period you had to be active like you had to be oh. active at least once every two weeks you know what the funny thing about this I mean look what we just talked about with Destiny 2 you didn't get any of that with Anthem yeah. straight nope. up like because nope. again people I think were having fatigue of that style of game especially you know when Anthem was coming out obviously Division 2 was a big deal and all that other stuff but they require so much time that this game Anthem itself was never really going to survive in an environment like especially being under the reins of EA and you know yeah, we all yeah. know how EA could be sometimes yeah like that. They're not, a lot of people call them the it's most evil company in the world I don't think so but like you know their track record with some of these games like if it's not really like popping they're like Activision they'll, they'll cut it off and this yeah. was expected pretty much yeah like from what I remember, Anthem didn't really provide 
the content that it was advertising. No, they, they kept changing things up. Like, there were certain things in, like, in that original demo, I remember seeing at EA Play that people were like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Like, the flight, the stuff in the background I know people were talking about, obviously some elements with the story that just never made it into the game. Like, never even yeah. Yeah. nothing. And people were like, okay, well... You know, there was a lot of... I know Jason Schreier wrote a really good behind-the-scenes editorial about this where he documented and spoke with a lot of people with all the craziness that was going on with that game's development. Like, it was, like, right at the, the EA Play event that I was at that they realized that they had to put certain things in the game. Like, it was just, like, all this hecticness, like, all over the place. And it was just... That game felt like it was just bad news for the longest time. Yeah, like, I remember when I played the beta and, you know, just having fun with it, I was like, yeah, I don't think this game is going to survive. Like... There's some, like, it just, the concept is good. I like the concept, but it just felt like this game is not ready. Because of other games like Division, Destiny, where I've put, dumped hundreds of hours into, I felt like this game's not going to survive. Like, are you ready to do that same thing with this yeah. one? That's like, might feel the same. And then, when, and then I was like, you know what? I said, when this game comes out, I'm going to give it a month to see where it goes. <laughs> And where you know the you know the popular opinion about the game, and then maybe okay maybe I was wrong because I wanted to be proven wrong about the game because I was like I don't think this is it. Dude, uh, after a weekend I knew like after playing because it was just the way that I felt playing. It was like I just didn't want to go back and do this. It, it looked like Iron Man Simulator. Like, and that's cool, but like you know when you're sitting there playing, it's like you don't have a need or a desire to keep. There's going. no drive to. There's it. no drive exactly. Yeah. Like there, there was no reason for me to. Do it. After a couple of days, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I uninstalled it. it was, like it was I was. One of the first hundred people who played Fallout 76 on its alpha, like its beta release for really? Xbox, like that, it was like a two or four hour window. We got to play. Me and this one guy, we became friends. We 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 linked up for both betas because they only had two betas on Xbox or two or three, I think. And then one on PlayStation. We played it in that game. From when we played it, it was. We thought we. I honestly thought it was amazing. Some people were mixed reviews. All my friends were like hating on it, and people thought the game was gonna die. That game has one of the most loyal fan bases still. Yeah. And especially in the role playing community, people like like it a lot. People go all out. Like I remember, I was one of the first five groups who beat the, like the end game of like that first season oh, of the game. Like we beat the Scorch Beast Queen. Like, no, nobody was really prepared. Like, we were all out in power armor, like, high-end armor. It got to the point where, like, we all ran out of, like, a lot of us ran out of ammo, so we were going into scorched bodies, getting any weapons we could. I remember, like, I was, I got, like, one of the final shots on that motherfucker with a, with a snub-nosed revolver. No. With 60 rounds. Because, you remember, ammo weighed, everything weighed. Yeah. Like, we were out there just grinding just to have a chance. Like, it was amazing. Like, it was almost... There was, like, at least 14 of us who, who were killing, were going at it nonstop in power armor, Gauss cannons, everything. Same thing. Like I said, you don't get any of that with Anthem. You yeah. Get any of that nonsense with Anthem. I mean, it's it's you want to hear have talk like that. You want to have stuff like that, experiences like that. But you do. I just yeah. never saw that with them. Like some people that I know that are in the industry were bigging this game up for a while, and they were really riding behind it. And I think there was a little bit of like biasness and a little bit of like compromised like you know intentions with it with some people that were covering it and trying to get people uh, into it. But like it was just something that I knew immediately once I played it. I was like, nah, 
It yeah. did, I didn't have the fan base that games like Division, Destiny, and Fallout had already established that allowed for the community to just take over. They couldn't track that type of player. Yeah. Because what they're already interested in that they're already putting all their time into. Why pick up another one? Yeah. They, they chose a very bad time to publish to begin with. Like, if they'd polished it a little bit longer or released it a few months later after some of the hype and player base was, like, kind of in, like, that lull stage where they're just kind of going with the flow, they would have had a fighting chance at a, at a player base, but it the game didn't have what it was advertising. Yeah, I was hoping that it would get uh, a 2.0, like, a, a, a pretty much a redemption phase. Where they kind of redeemed themselves, like um, what was the game? Um, No Man's Sky. They well, redeemed themselves. Well, oh, Realm Reborn, Final Fantasy fourteen did that. Yeah, oh, so that yeah. was the best best example. Of the- where they redeemed themselves, where okay, we screwed up in the beginning, but we've worked our asses off, and now we want to redeem ourselves, and now the game is good. That's a game I Anth- actually do enjoy. Yeah, but Anthem, it didn't happen. It, it didn't. It, it did. They didn't keep. They didn't follow through. Yeah. No Man's Sky was a gambler's bluff when they first announced it because yeah. of the multiplayer. Yeah, there was a lot of other problems with that game. I, it, I think it was the, was the biggest about thing it. about it was the multiplayer because they, they claimed... Well, well, one guy claimed it. Yeah. Not get it twisted. <laughs> one guy on a talk show. No, then they, they, they proved it. Mm-hmm. It was proven that there was no multiplayer. Yeah, exactly. Then, then they brought some bullshit which was those sprites which was... When I saw it, I was like... Is this Fable 3? Because I don't know if you play Fable 3. On Xbox 360, you would see, if you had it enabled, you would see other people as these little glowing orbs around, like, the city. It's like the hollows in Dark Souls. Oh. For the, the, yeah. for the multiplayer. Yeah. Oh. Like, you'd see these, like, floating orbs with, like, people's, like, gamer uh, gamer tags with the, their profile picture. They're floating around, and you could, like, go to them and, like, say, hey, you want to play kind of thing. And that's how it was. There's no real, real, real anything to it. Then when it actually brought out multiplayer in the game, boom! Like I was like, real multiplayer? Yeah. And then I made some friends off of that, and that was kind of cool. For some people, I felt like they were done with that after like that first initial impression that launched. So because I know I played it for a little bit, and I just wasn't into it, and I left it, and I never went back to it. Even though I followed some of the updates and stuff that people were talking about, I felt like a lot of other people were similar to me, where it's like, okay, like. This didn't get me the first time. It's cool now, like months or like a year's stuff that's good now. But like, there's other games for me to play. Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of other stuff. There's yeah. so many things to play that sometimes, you know, for games like that, like it's cool to see that redemption arc. But like, still, like it, for some people, they just won't click with them. They're just gonna move on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, R.I.P. to Anthem. Probably not gonna get a sequel. So oh, no, no, it's done. They, no, they're, they're, they're done. They yeah. cut off all online they services. Are done. What? Yeah, they're cutting online. Yeah, they're cutting everything. Yeah, they're cutting everything off. Like apparently, Dragon Age, the next one, or a, well, that's where most of their stuff is probably gonna yeah. go. To yeah, but next. apparently, what and Mass are, Effect. Like, well, my yeah. friends saying that they that the next Dragon Age won't have online service for a while. That's that's fine, but I mean, people mostly play Dragon Age though for that single player like, yeah. experience. Yeah, you know, yeah, same thing like you play Mass Effect. Like as cool as it would sound to have like an MMO Mass Effect or that sounds chaotic. Effect, sounds chaotic. It sounds dope, but like you're not playing it for that. Like, yeah, at least for right. most part. Like, there's certain games where it'd be kind of nice to have a partner in it. Yeah, like to have a partner, like when like when you played Fable Three, having like that that second player with you made it that much. You know fun. what's the good game that reminds me? That's a totally different type of RPG or JRPG. Dragon Quest Nine. 
Dragon Quest Nine did that exact same thing where you had your own experience, your own oh. stuff, but you could connect via ad hoc mode and still get that multiplayer experience while you're doing certain stuff, and it won't like harshly affect your world. Like you can still progress the stories up, but you can also get bonuses for bringing them in. Okay. That's what that reminds me of. Interesting. All right. Our next topic, which is an interesting one. Lawmakers want to ban violent video games like oh, Grand Theft Auto V due to carjackings in get, Chicago. Get, 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 they're they're stretching. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, this is the same song and dance we've been doing for years oh with the Jack Thompsons, with everything else. You were never going to get Mortal people, Kombat. <laughs> you're never going to be able to get a state or, or this country specifically to ban a video game like that. On because top of the, it's, an, it's an hinge of our free speech. Free speech, yeah, exactly. It's that. a hinge of free speech. And, and here's the other thing, too. You, there's no substantial and definitive proof that video games, whatever you play with them, Okay, cause you to inherently go out and commit a violent act. It's been, there's been studies that show the contrary, that show that people reduce their stress. You can never make the argument that just because you uh, played Grand Theft Auto that you decided to go do a carjacking. Yeah. And what this is, is again, uh, lawmakers are people that are in political spots, you know, doing their, their positions and their jobs, that are trying to find a scapegoat to justify their own misgivings and their own failures. Yeah, it doesn't help the fact that it's in... Chicago. Yeah, it's like, come <laughs> on, all <laughs> places. Come on, Chicago. I mean, that, that, there's what a whole slew of problems they got to deal with. Like, but the thing is, it's like, that's the people who are supposed to be doing their jobs, not doing their jobs, are just looking for a scapegoat. They're, yeah, yeah, they can't, they're trying to find a reason. It's a Trump card. <laughs> they're trying to blame a, a boogeyman that doesn't exist because their city has been shit for going on how many years Well, since? there's been certain problems with it in that area that's like that, but like, it's, it's just the people that are trying to do their job, they're supposed to be doing their jobs, not doing their they jobs. The thing is, they haven't been doing their job for years. Like, since, yeah. since the automotive industry left uh, that area, it's just been a decline that, like, it's, it's Illinois. Illinois is one of the, has one of the highest crime rates per capita anywhere. Like, that's as bad as going to, like, California. It's like, like what people say about Miami, but <laughs> things Miami is not even that bad. Yeah, but Miami or, it, any, or even New York isn't. is not like that bad. No, it's like, yeah, like bad. we have we have our niche areas, but it's that state in itself compensates. Like New York and Miami's crime rate is dwarfed by Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> like Literally. let's be real here. They're just trying to find a reason. To to comp and to, like to just say to justify like what's been going. Yeah, it's like come on. Now. They're trying to. Yeah. It's like they're trying to put like. It's the Jack Thompson straw man argument. They're trying That's, to put yeah, a. Really they're trying to put a tampon to close a bullet wound. He's, they're trying to soak up Ew. as much crap. Ew. Like it's a legitimate thing that people do, but it's like they're trying. No, no, they're trying to use a. Literally, they're trying to put like a band aid on a shotgun slug wound. Like it's, yeah. like, it's like this giant big hole in your stomach, <laughs> and they're just trying to like. It's just wrong. It's like putting. It's like your school nurse putting an ice pack on your twisted ankle. Just think like that. It's like you, <laughs> nurse, my arm is bending the wrong way. Here you go. Get out of it's here. It's just stupid. It's just it is. dumb. I'm just what I, what I saw like oh come on like are are you serious right now are you like, serious it's like the same argument when they tried bringing up uh, school it was school shootings yeah, well, yeah. It, was, it was Columbine with Doom and, and a lot of voices because again Jack Thompson was the one out here trying to say hey we should put regulation and we should put legislation on violent video games or games that include violence in some way but that's a very broad statement and it's also someone that's just 
pointing the finger trying to get support because a lot of conservative people who are very traditional not not conservatives that just like you know enjoy whatever but like really hyper conservative people yeah. that yeah. like that type of stuff because they like the control aspect of it yeah. it's just really stupid it's really crappy and, and it's very immature yeah it is because it's like well if that's the case then movies Exactly. Movies. Thank you. About to say I was going to say that too. Oh my like god! They tried the same shit years ago in the third. I believe it's the forties or the fifties with comic books, and it was the same bullshit. Because remember, a book that came out that was Seduction of the Innocent, which is the exact same bullshit that this is. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is the other one. Like it's just stupid. It's it's something that just <laughs> people that don't know <clears throat> games, that don't know this industry, are constantly trying to point fingers at it that the cause for many problems that it's not. I just love the fact that how. When we have so many car wrecks and car accidents, you you never see them say, "Well, what about these um, Fast and Furious movies?" What about you Mario? would think, right? Yeah, you Mario would think. Right? Blame it on Mario Kart at this point. <laughs> it's like, yo, uh, bank robbings happen. Oh, so many people saw Reservoir Dogs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Some people yeah. played uh, Money Heist. <laughs> people watch Money Heist. Oh God, right? Oh man, it, that was just so fun to just read that and just learn about it. I was just like, oh my God, here we go again. But of course, like always, it's, we all know it's a scapegoat. It's never going to go anywhere. Like, yeah, you're just trying to cover up for something. It's a trap mm-hmm. card, basically, that they can't really use. Yeah. <laughs> all right, on to our next one. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, I've been wanting Breath to see a game the Wild like this. 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, right. I've been wanting to see a Pokemon <laughs> game like this for the longest time. I've, I've been saying for years that an open world slash large scale, large scope Pokemon game, yeah. whether it's an MMO or just an RPG, would be fantastic. And if they're finally going into that, like taking those steps to do something like this, because it looks like Breath of the Wild, which means that it's a huge open world, which is great. Yeah. Okay? It's Pokemon, and granted, it's the Sinnoh region, or the, yeah, the Sinnoh region. Yeah. Like that, that you know, they're going to have a decent amount of Pokemon. But imagine this type of game with multiple regions that you could visit, and having so many Pokemon that you could catch. As an MMO, I can imagine that'd be so dope. But you know, baby steps. <laughs> do you th- do you really think that um because it's going to be released in next year? Do you really think that Nintendo would try to release another improved version of the Switch so that way it can? Uh, well, somebody brought this up. Funny enough, on Twitter that I saw is like this and Breath of the Wild two are the marquee games that you showcase for a brand new version of the Switch. Yeah. You're like, listen, here's the Switch. You know the Switch already. Here's a yeah. better version of it that's probably got better guts, better processor, whatever, better battery life. And you want an amazing, dope game that could, you could play on the go or at home? Here's these two games. And especially Breath of the Wild 2, which, again, got delayed now at this point because they got nothing to show until probably next year, more than likely. Yeah. So you show this and that like that, it'd be perfect. Like, our, like it's sad that RCS is so amazing and then you look at brilliant diamond and what's the well let me say no that's two totally different things no but they're both pokemon games (laughs) no but like come on you're trying no if you when you look at them it's like they're trying to do a a redirect it's literally the same region like come on no but understand that's a remake of a classic game that's like what they did with final fantasy 4 or link's awakening or link's awakening same exact idea it's two different types of audiences two different but it's the fact that when you look at it, that's like Wind Waker and looking at Twilight Princess. It's like, come on, now. okay, you, okay. you got a point there. It, even though it's a remake, they they remade Ruby and Pearl, and guess what they did? And uh, not Ruby and Pearl, uh, Omega, no, uh, Emerald and Sapphire. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. and uh, they 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 did that same style in the next game and all that stuff. Like it's then they just chibified us. 
Well, it's, I think it's their charm to it. There's, there's an audience for that, clearly. There's an audience for that. But I think also these games are just doing different things. Like Legends is trying to be that next like hardware pusher. Yeah, it's and trying that's... to be that next generation of how you look at Pokemon. Yeah. This yeah. one over here, the, the remakes, are trying to just give you what you know, okay, but maybe show it in a different fashion, maybe give you a little bit of bonus extra stuff, but give you still that same fun experience that you remember. Like they're not trying to push hardware. They're not trying to change the art style, change the overall look and perspective of Pokemon. That's the same thing you could even say about Link's Awakening when they did even though they have the new art style with it it's still essentially the same game it's not trying to push the hardware at the Switch yeah they still paid homage to a little bit it's not trying to do what Breath of the Wild did you know, yeah. it's not it's not trying to do like what Orcarina Time did for the N sixty four it's it's just two very different approaches to this type of franchise like when I heard about the news about it and then I saw the gameplay trailer of um, Pokemon Legends I was like now I got now now's the time for me to get a switch I, because I've that, been right. holding out I mean, there's on. There's a lot of switch games we gotta play then. Like oh I, I, I know, but it was it was just like I want that Pokemon game where I just feel like it's open world because I played Pokemon games and and um not season four but Gen four was the last version that so I. So that's like that's is that a movie? No, no, that's um that's, the Sinnoh region. Oh, that's Sinnoh, Diamond, oh, so and yes, Diamond and Pearl. Okay, yeah, yeah, Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl, so. Platinum. Yeah. Yeah, so that was where I left off of Pokemon. And I just haven't went back since. But now they're bringing it back, and they're going off with the last gen that I came off from. I'm excited. Now I, I want to get the Switch. I, I'm mainly mad because I was just hoping for like a really nice graphically just... Ambient. I just want a mining mine. system. Thank the, you! The this mining, is why we're friends! The fact that they never went back to the mining... Annoyed me because that would be I feel like you're gonna get a lot in this one though. This was because again, we really, saw, really saw, saw a small taste. It's like we saw a small little bit. And the one thing that I did My take dog. away, the one thing I did take away from this Legends game is that you're gonna be able to move around a lot. Yeah. You're gonna have, you're gonna be able to see wild Pokemon, which is a big deal because yeah. other RPGs have done that in the past for with their enemies and stuff. But this is a big deal because again, you're like you're, you're gonna be trying to complete the Pokedex. You're gonna be trying to do. Other Sword stuff. and Shield was actually like that briefly. Yeah, briefly, but like this one looks like they're really committing to this. And then on top of that like just the idea like if you could take that same uh, concept of being able to go where you see and go yeah. where you could actually lay your eyes on from breath of the wild and apply it to a pokemon game and then have like different pokemon regulated to different regions and certain types and stuff there's a lot of cool meta stuff you could do with that yeah and then again beyond that you know just looking at some of the stuff that you could do with the pokemon series you know that that people really love like you know between the different mini games between the types of stuff with trading you know special events you know, especially taking some of the stuff that they people have done with Pokemon Go and then trying to apply it to this case, because I'm pretty sure they're going to try to tie a lot of this stuff together between Pokemon Go, Pokemon Bank, and all these other things. Pokemon like, there's Champions. A lot, there's a lot of stuff that they could do that yeah. there's a lot of potential. There's an open opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game, and I want it to succeed because it, if it succeeds, then that means it's going to open doors for other Pokemon games, especially open world, because... I've been wanting an open world Pokemon game for the longest. Me freaking too. Yeah, ever, ever since the N64 where we had, what, Pokemon Snap? It, it was... Pokemon Coliseum? Yes. Yeah. Pokemon Coliseum, I feel like, was the one that I, showed I still feel like do, we should get dude, a Pokemon. those battles in this game is exactly pulled from that same, like, you know, perspective, just the look of it from Pokemon Coliseum. But now Pokemon it's GX. in the world. It probably is going to look seamless. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to have, like, transition stuff. But, like, yeah. when you, it's when you see a trainer... Out there, or you see a Pokemon you want to go fight immediately to quick transition. No, looks like no loading. Imagine how awesome that's gonna look. Oh my god! Oh yeah, so definitely. Cool. It's gonna be, be like cool. realistic Pixelmon. Yeah, the same thing that we wanted for Pokemon Go. Like the same idea. Like you're in the open world, like doing that, and you just get those quick transitions. You run into a Pokemon that's like right next to you. It's the same idea. That's gonna be really freaking cool. 
I can't wait for their it. Their battle system might be very simplified. Yeah, of course. Well, Pokemon's battle system has always been simple. But, like, like this nature. one is just, like, straight up. I feel it's like... Just, it, you can get the same thing you got. It'll, it'll just be more of a high-def version. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. Like, but we've been actually watching. They're going to probably have the same four-move system. Imagine... If they, that. if they ever... Imagine if they did, like, how it's in, like, in the anime and stuff like that. How you just choose, like, from the entire learned list. Dodge! I wish that would be cool, but the reason why I don't think that would work is because, one... We, we the competitive gained, scene would be just destroyed. Well, that, I think, I think that's part of it. But I think also just the, the resources you have devoted to things going on. Because, like, when a game is running and stuff, like, it has all this stuff happening at the same time. So, on yeah. top of, you know, having to store all those animations for all those moves. Remember, you still got to have the environments going. You still have to have the Pokemon, their behaviors, the trainers, you know, your stats, and all this other stuff. Whatever online components. I feel like there's going to already be so many things in motion. And, you know, the Switch, even a new version of the Switch can only do so much compared to other hardware. Like, they're like, a, imagine a Pokemon game with the PS5 hardware. Then I feel like that Woof! would be something like, you know, we get to that level. Charizard, you fly! Like, this phone, I think it has like, I think it was like 18, I don't know how many gigabytes of RAM this thing, this thing's literally a laptop in my hand. This thing's better than the Switch. This thing? <laughs> in some way, baby. <laughs> Let me look. Uh, now I'm curious to look at the specs of the Switch and just see like how many gigs of RAM. Be like, okay, so whose phones are like better hardware wise than the Switch? <laughs> yeah, but what I do like about Arceus is it's a different timeline. Yeah, it literally. Isn't this take place in the place in the past? It looks it's like, like it takes Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. they made a feudal yeah. style of Sinnoh. I'm like, hold on. But this... wait, if this takes place in Sinnoh and it's a feudal style, is does that mean it's still present day for the rest of the Pokemon worlds, or is it just like? Way or it in might the past? be like an adaptation or another universe. This, like, you know this what I mean? opens like, up the whole question. Like, I'd be cool if it was still like present day, quote unquote, Pokemon world, but like that region of Sinnoh or that part of Sinnoh is actually like that old style Japan. Like, because yeah. there are places like that that, to me, that would make sense because that means that you could still bring in other elements from other Pokemon games and regions. Now, if they bring new Pokemon, I'd be cool with that, too. Yeah. Like, it'd be cool. Or more hidden legendaries because it's focusing on Arceus, but I'm sure we're going to see Dialga oh, yeah, and sure Palkia. Yeah. yeah, of course. And then maybe even Giratina. That's even a shot once you catch Arceus or mm -hmm. you're supposed to you're catch it. I think it's Giratina then, Arceus. Yeah. Because yeah. chances are it's, they're probably going to, if I remember correctly, you would probably find the worshippers of Giratina because Giratina was a bit of like it from what it felt like to me, it was like a culty thing. Yeah. yeah. Very cultist like. So like and since it's gonna be very old, it should show like you probably have to fight Giratina's followers. You know what I would thing. love now just thinking about it now, I would love that if this game, like when it's done, we have this region and we get DLC for it, kind of like what we did for like Sun and Moon, and it gives us another area to go to. Jodo. Yeah. I would love to go to Jodo or to Kanto and to see yes. like how this like style will look for those regions that I know because it'd be it'd be awesome. Yeah, especially definitely. for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. You know, like that that'd be pretty freaking. Oh, cool. definitely. Oh, we got a comment. Feudal Post Malone. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want to read that? I, that was yeah, weird yeah. too. Uh, like, we got to watch it. Post Hold on, guys. I, I don't know. It's just a weird combination. It just seems like the Pokemon Company and Nintendo's <laughs> a brand wouldn't work with someone like Post Malone. It just seems too random. Like, it, dude, it, it is spontaneous. Okay. You had uh, who was like it, it seems like Post Malone would work with Fortnite. I feel like that would be more sense. No, there was that one. I don't know who worked with 
Fortnite, there was this other guy who worked with Roblox. Little Nas X. This was so weird. Like, they, it was so loud. Little Nas X. Little Nas did Roblox. Oh my god, it's, it's just it so was random. Lit. It was for Christmas too, and that's where he debuted his Christmas song. I'll tell you one thing though: it shows you the audience size of those things, like Roblox, Fortnite, and obviously Pokemon. Like just the, the outreach, you know, in the general. Public. But wait, we're gonna go back to Pokemon real quick. So we've got a comment saying uh, Arceus Legends takes place before the Pokedex. You are making the Pokedex. The Pokeballs are older models. That'd yeah, they show that, yeah. but it's it makes not, sense. It's those Pokeballs. They okay. So you guys ever you guys watch Celebi, right? Yes. That movie. Yeah, the movie yeah. That Pokeball was like ancient. It, like I don't know where that timeline comes in because the Pokeballs that we see in Arceus is they're very like wooden. similar to what we already have compared to that. They're very archaic. They're very archaic. But they seem more refined than the one that they showed in that movie. Mm. So I feel like there's there's some weird. Uh, They're fiddling oh, with the timeline a little it's bit. A, it's a, like it's, a, it's a, there's a weird overlap yeah. in terms of the way because the technology with, looks. With legendaries, because you have Palkia and Dialga known as space and time Pokemon. Then mm. you have Celebi, which is like that small little unit. Then Giratina. Then Arceus is like God. Yeah, Arceus is literally a god. Because Arceus like created the universe, right, or created yeah. all, all living things. Technically, I think. Yeah, something like that. Then you have like briefly you have Kyogre and Groudon as like the earth and the water, and Lugia hidden in the water. Then you have the three birds, but like they show elements of each one. Four birds. Four birds. Yeah, four birds. I forgot about Ho Ho. Ho Ho is more of. Uh... Because he has symbol of... Well, well, for Gen 1, I always thought it was just three birds, which is Articuno, yeah. Zapdos, and I, I thought Gen 2, right? Yeah. Gen, Gen 2 was those two extra ones, and then it went crazier from there. Yeah, it never goes... It never yeah, stops. Yeah, you know, the, the dogs. Mm -hmm. Like, all the legendaries right. play, like, a unique role into it. So seeing Arceus in one of his own games mm -hmm. is going to be interesting. You know what I'm curious, though? If we get another version of this, because this one's called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. We're going to get another one, like what they usually do with the duos or the triple releases, yes. with a different legendary. That mm -hmm. is curious to me, because then... At that point, now you start having with the console slash portable version of this Pokemon game, where you start doing the different versions, the different you know reasons to get multiple versions of this game. Like it'd be really, really interesting to see it's if the they commit to that, or if they do a thing like they they release this game next year and then they have DLC that has a featured different legendary. I mean, again, there's a lot of potential that we just don't know, and we got really just it's enough. It's kind of like Fallout Three and Fallout uh, New Vegas, New Vegas yeah. where it's an entire extension of the universe. Yeah. That adds on to the lore. PlayStation did this with Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. We did it with Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Same yeah. idea. Same concept. Multiple Resident <laughs> Evils. Yeah. yeah. Multiple Resident Evils. <laughs> I can't not... Whenever, whenever I think of Miles Morales, I think of that meme. <laughs> the, Which one? The, uh... The swagger one. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Miles Morales was dope. Honestly. Yeah. Miles Morales was great. It's a great game, but, like, I, you can't not think of Miles Morales and not think of... So we got another comment saying the legendary beast are cats, not dogs. I'm like, I never really knew what they were Wait, actually. Like Raiko? Raiko is, is a dog. So it's a dog. Is it? Suicune yeah. is a wolf, I thought. That's that's what I thought too. Yeah. And Tay's a dog. Yeah. yeah Tay's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> <Get out of laughs> here. I'm trying to test my Pokemon else. I did it. So I was born in Gen 1. I'm trying to all of this. Okay, it's 
uh, the <laughs> meme from Muzz Rush is go back the exaggerated swagger of a young black of a young teenager. black teenager. Oh my yeah, god! I remember, I remember everybody like talking about that. that like, how could you not talk about that? that like that person nice. got so much flack. Got roasted. Stupidity. Dude, I knew Miles Morales was going to be dope because in that game, because I did a whole video about it, looking at the references, you know, to Puerto Rican culture. You know, me being Puerto Rican and stuff. Same. And I saw that his mom was making pateles. I saw that was, too. And she wasn't making just a pot of pateles. She had pots of pateles. I was so watching your like, review. No, what are you trying to feed a whole fucking country? Like Jesus, like that is logic. Average. And, and I found out what was dope about that too, because I actually connected with the guy that was doing the research for it on the team over. Oh, really? That made it, and he he's Mexican. That he did a lot of research, and he did all these different types of stuff to make sure that it was an authentic holiday thing. So like he had pateles, oh, man, he had, really he had awesome. pamon, he had like all these different things specifically towards that culture. I'm like, yo, you got my you got my official seal of approval because I recognize this. Well, I'm going to try to grind for a PS5. <laughs> right? You see those pateles in HD and 4K. <laughs> right? Speaking of food, we got these from oh, yeah. uh, my, Terry. One of my best friends, she actually worked on that game. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, she, and right now she's working on the new Ratchet and Clank. Nice. You read the comment? That's dope. Yes, yeah. I'm reading it. She's like, <laughs> in Burbank, just nice. going at it. No I'm reading the comments dope, right now. Wait, what were you saying? I was making a comment. So, Coben is stating that Rico's a tiger, Sistine's a leopard. Rico's a bulldog. A lion. Man, the dogs. Rico's literally a saber-toothed tiger. And Suicune, Suicune is, uh, what is it, is, uh, is a wolf. That's what I thought. Okay. You, look, you look at it, he's got the snout of a wolf. And Ente is a lion. It looks like a lion. Wait, Silverback, did you buy these? I mean, not a lion. Uh, yeah, I bought uh, freaking, uh, just so, just, just to kind of chow, chow. prove the, uh, oh the point that we're trying to make here. Legendary dollar. Oh! <laughs> Respect Research. my Research. The doggo. So I'm going to have a cookie. I don't know about you guys. It's like my yeah. Gen 1, son. Shout out to... In the wiki. In the wiki. They say Ente whenever he roars. You can even see it on the webcam. Oh, rocks, volcanoes! Yeah. Oh, yeah! Don't you dare disrespect my doggies! Get that Cubone nonsense out of here. What's wrong with you? you can get the Marowak out of here. The one who designed him said they were cops. <laughs> oh, man. You're a Marowak as fuck, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> Marowak as fuck. I, I'm gonna use that later. Speaking of which, I can't believe that there's 25 years of a uh, Pokemon. Like, yeah. can we Dude, take a moment to appreciate it? That would be hard because I remember still living in New York, getting up early in the morning to go to school, and seeing Pokemon on TV at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm that old when it comes to with this series. And I remember just, watching Gen It's 1. awesome to think that that started off like... Being brought, it was really one of the first like few anime shows for kids that mm-hmm. really brought anime to America here. Because remember, it was that Dragon Ball Z was really the first for a lot of people, and Gundam, well, Gundam Wing specifically, mm-hmm. for people that weren't in the underground scene. Because I know that anime was always here, like in its own way, like with the VHS. It was very and stuff. niche, very very niche. But like that was the one that brought it to the mainstream. Pokemon, like I remember, to, like I remember a lot of the episodes, like back when they actually still had guns in it. Like that aired in America. Uh, I remember the, the, episode? the the one where Pikachu injects the doctor with that syringe. He's like, "Oh, this is not good." Like, <laughs> Pikachu freaking out. Like, I remember all that so vividly. Like, that was a big. Oh, but he had the greatest love story no, ever. Po- you know Pikachu what? and the ketchup. You know my first. Yes. When I first introduction to anime, Kirby, fully loaded. 
Oh, you mean right back at you? Yeah, right back at you. <laughs> yeah, right back at you. That was way after, though. That was like four kids. Like, the yeah, but that was like not too long after, though. That was like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't a lip, but I know. I remember. And it was he had four Sonic. Kids. So, I Sonic X. <laughs> Sonic X. <laughs> Sonic. I'm mostly to my story. Like, like four kids, and there was the other one. Uh... WB Kids. Okay, and then obviously they had. Um... Yeah, it was WB Kids. And then Fox Kids at one point, which turned into four kids, had Shaman King. Mm-hmm. Had Sonic X. And, um... I think Yu-Gi-Oh. Digimon. Digimon, yeah, it was Digimon. Digimon, Digimon, cool. Monsters, Digimon. He had 25 years of Pokemon, man. That's a whole lot of Squirrel Squad. Not, started 96, born 97. So, yeah, I still can't forget my waifu in Pokemon is May. No, and dude, Misty, what's wrong with you? No, 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 no. It's Misty, Misty's the wife. No, no, no. I'm gonna say Dawn. I'm gonna or Sabrina, because she's weird. Because <laughs> she's weird. <laughs> Sabrina's weird. I'm sorry. Like, Not she's wrong. Weird, like constantly, but still. Then I'll also include Dawn, because I was more into the New Age Pokemon. Or party. actually, you know who was cool too? Erica. Yes. Yes. She was the chill. What is it? A Celadon? Yeah, Celadon City. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Celadon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Celadon City. I'm gonna sim for Sabrina. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> she, her, she's she's the only one I can think of that was the gym leader that Tommy, actually uh, what is it? that actually uh, her Pokemon evolved to get matched. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, by the way, Officer Jenny, Officer Jenny, Nurse Joy, and Nurse Joy. Well, Officer Jenny can get the cards. You remember that song that Brock made? Oh yeah, Jenny Joy. Oh my God, <laughs> this, this is replanting. Do, memories. do you guys remember the To Be a Master soundtrack? I'm trying to remember. Oh, you guys don't remember this? I don't. No. Dude, I had the CD. The Subia Master, like, because they showed like some of the songs during like you know the commercial stuff or like right at the end. There was to be a master. Oh, mm, okay. master. Why are you bringing this back I in my psyche now? Yeah, you gotta remember. Remember the Team Rocket song? Of course. Yes. Oh my god. Team Rockets rocking. Like you don't remember? Yes, this? I remember. Oh I remember. my god, it was. The, the I know. Was stupid, but it was great. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome. And like celebrating Pokemon. And obviously the Pokemon. I should have shown my cosplay because I've only done like one little mashup I did of the Warriors and Marowak. I made my own like shoulder piece when I first started designing. It was great. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was some fun times of Pokemon, man. Like I still, my my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Blue. And then my brother got red and then I got yellow. Mine was Ruby, actually. Really? I started off a little bit later. Then I got into Sapphire and Emerald and then Gen 4. Then I got into Fire Red and Leaf Green. You know what I remember being blown away by? When Gold and Silver came out and yes. you found out you could go to Kanto for yeah. the first time after being the Elite Four. I was like, oh, shit. And yeah. then just finding out also that to go to Mount Silver to fight Red, which a lot of people call Ash, even though it wasn't really Ash. It was yeah. Red. Finding that and having that big battle. like That's when you knew like you were done. But then after you beat him, like that, I remember how. Because cool Red was. is secretly overpowered. <laughs> oh, yeah. he was ridiculously yeah, overpowered. Yeah, ridiculously what? overpowered. Gary, Gary uh, well, technically Blue or Gary, as people call them, was like he—he he was the one that got the short end of the stick because he had to go be Viridian City's gym leader. Pretty much. And he was just like he was strong, but he wasn't that strong. It was like a huge jump when you go to Mount Silver. <laughs> At that point, it's hilarious. Oh my god, I, I love Pokemon. Yeah, like don't doubt the success of Pokemon. Please don't, notice us. Don't. <laughs> that, like that that catchphrase gotta catch them all has just become so iconic and it's been parodied so much like that was that was genius that was genius yeah. back then. and we're in 2021 so we really can't use that now <laughs> but we're still gonna do it anyways yeah right 
Do you guys feel like they've run out of ideas when it comes to I thought they ran out of design ideas. Design ideas, yeah. When they started doing a cog or a keys as a Pokemon design, I'm like, come on now. Like, you're trying way too hard. That's why I felt like older gens were much more interesting and better because, like, they were based off animals. And they were based off of, like, different types of animals. And, like, you could relate. Like, you could pretend like you're going into the forest or, like, your local home and, like, trying to catch Pokemon stuff. Now, with Pokemon Go, that's a little bit more real. You could do that, but... Like, when you start having these designs, like, the stupidest design in Gen 1 is Voltorb and Magnemite. Like, because, like, Voltorb is just a Pokeball just flipped over. Now I'm going to just say this. Zubat's the worst design. No, Zubat's a bat. Like, that makes sense, though. Actually, but, like, when you look at Electrode and, and, and Voltorb, though, they're literally yeah. a ball. A I'll sphere. take that back. Yeah. And then, and then the worst Magnemite Pokemon to deal with. is a little bit more clever because it's, like, just two magnets. It's like, it looks interesting. But it's like, that, that was when they were getting, like, really, lazy. You can't give Voltorb a flat because there's a Pokemon that's just a key. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, but that was afterwards. But, like, in Gen 1, that's the stupidest design. Yeah. Like, later on, like, now when we got the keys or the cog. I forgot the name of the cogs uh, uh, was. Cogsor, I think. Whatever, but, like, it's Clink, just, Clank like, and uh, Clunk, I think, were the names. Yeah, Bronzor, which is a... I don't know what the fuck Bronzor is. Like, there's, there's some weird, like, silly designs. Soul Rock, Loonstone... That's like I loved, I loved Blastoise. You know, granted, Gen One, so because I always called him the Gundam of the Pokemon universe because he's the only one I could think of at the time that had cannons on his freaking back. Yeah, there's clearly like they, you know, the people that created this were fans of Mobsu Gundam. Like it just makes no sense, but it just looks cool. Yeah. Matt Coven says uh, people hate on Trubbish, and like you're goddamn right, I do. Hate on what? Trubbish. He's, Trubbish. A, he's a garbage Pokemon. Oh, Trubbish. Oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, is he better than... Well, I don't know. I think Grimer might be better. Pokemon, that's literal garbage. Gr- Grimer is garbage. Grimer is sludge. Yeah. Like, but at least it was cool, though, because there's some po- poison-type Pokemon, like coughing. Coughing makes no sense. Like, what is coughing and, and wheezing? Like, they just... They look like just... Symptoms. Yeah, like things. Like, it's weird. Diseases. Mm. Walking diseases. I don't know. So I'm looking at Trubbish's specs. It's literally a literal garbage bag. Yeah, but at least that's an interesting design, though, to an extent. I mean, if anything, Grimer and, and, and uh, Muck are a little bit much more basic. Yeah, they're just slime. But, like, the idea behind them is clever. It's not like keys, though. It's just like, yo, it's just like keys. It's like, it's living metal. It's like, I do appreciate the al- alone version of Grimer and Muck because, like, they look like they're high as fuck, honestly. Yeah, right? And they're glowing. <laughs> so I'm just like, holy the Alolan shit. one is funny too because it's a different color. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Alolan. Alolan? Alolan, yeah. Alolan. 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 Like Alolan. Aloha. Like Alolan. I never got the, the concept of all these Alolan forms, this other form. I'm it's like, just variations on them. It's variations. like the Shinies for some Pokemon. But like okay. the Shinies, though, they're just different colors and they're different It's variants. to show that there's, a, there's, a, there's an evolutionary break yeah. from yes. the main. Sh- uh, different types of the species. So yeah. that way they could survive in that in those climates. So like Sandshrew, which normally is in the desert area, or like right. it's more ground stuff. The the Alolan Sandshrew is an ice poke version of it. And then like uh, Volpix is also ice. Yeah, Volpix is also ice. And or uh, Executor. Okay, the Executor look is a palm tree, but like the ones in Alo- the Alolan version are really tall palm trees. Yeah. Just the long ass necks. Oh. Just a big variation. <laughs> because, that's more than just a color. Because they're meant to go for the like thing like giraffes. The yeah. Marowak's version is like straight up dark. Well, yeah, like th- there's a, other things with it that also has or it's like ghost. The, the, it's ghost. the dual like Darth Maul looking, uh, what is it, bone? Thing yeah. It has. yeah. That yeah. actually is kind of cool. Like, the burning bone. I yeah. tried to do it as a cosplay inspiration, I but I couldn't do it. Maybe this year. Oh, it's pronounced a Nick, you go ahead. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Pokemon's fun. Pokemon's fun. I mean, it I'm is. not super, super into it like I am with other games, but I, I got to respect it. It, it has like a niche that we can all appreciate. 
I think with um, Pokemon Legends, I think it's going to bring back all the older people who grew up on Pokemon who always wanted a open world Pokemon. I think we'll start to see a huge surge of Switch sales and people going out and getting this game because this is the Pokemon game that a lot of people have been wanting ever since they were younger. We brought up the subject of gatekeeping a while ago. If anyone gatekeeps on Pokemon, I'm going to drop Let me tell you something. I got something to say with that. Like I, I saw that. Like Because you saw me talking about yeah. it on Twitter with the anime thing, with the gatekeeping. The problem is that certain people don't understand what gatekeeping is. Gatekeeping in of itself is the worst thing for a fandom. Because all fandoms, no matter what type of thing it is, whether it's gaming, whether it's sci-fi, whether it's comics, whether it's cars, whether it's computer stuff, it doesn't matter. You want more people into it. You especially want those casuals because, you know, sometimes casuals might not spend the most money and they might not spend, you know, the most time into something, but they do keep it relevant and they do talk about it and they do spend their own money and they yeah. still allow people for you to interact with as a fan of this stuff. Like, they might not be in the inner circle, but they're there. They're showing up. You know, when people say that about anime or what I saw, with the, you know, about anime and stuff, it's such an ass-backwards mentality to have or perspective to have because just be – and trying to have like this list, like you're trying to fill out the lease to a car or you got to fill out this criteria like you're trying to apply to a college. It's like, come on now. Like if, you, if they're engaging and watching this stuff like with anime or games or whatever, they're still fans of it. It's like the same argument with mobile gaming. Mobile games are still games. They're just yeah. played in a different fashion, in a different way. And it's like they might not have the same quality as the console games we love or that we know. And they might not have the same like effort and energy put into them when they're made. But there's still something that people is engaging with that's still gaming. And it's like this idea of like you're trying to just force out people or just keep people back. Like you're trying to put up this barrier of stuff. You do more harm to your fandom than good. And it's like such a thing in gaming we've dealt with for years. Oh, yeah. We, get, we, we, we criticize ourselves for it, and yet we still have people that still do the same thing because there's so much crossover between gaming, anime, and all this other stuff. Yeah. People need to stop that. And they need to stop allowing people to have audiences with that mentality you know, to, to continue to flourish because it's like they're the ones that continuously push those stereotypes and the nonsense that we see all the time that we always are talking about getting rid of, but yet we still engage with nonsense like that. Which is why last podcast I said that um, with gatekeeping, it can be a good thing and a bad thing. It can be a good thing when you're trying to make sure that you keep the integrity of the entire fandom or whatever group that you're a part of because you don't want someone from the outside trying to come in with negative influences to completely poison and damage. You see, that's the problem, though. That's not gatekeeping. Gatekeeping itself is literally trying to just be the judge and jury of like who stays in. It's like, goes. hey, stop okay, it before you get that, into this. That in itself, that what you're describing, has no term. All that is is just checking with the fandom. That's literally not gatekeeping because gatekeeping, from what I've seen, and again, I've, I've it's seen just that, it's prevent it's, it's preventative. It's like, preventing don't watch and this discouraging. Yeah, it's discouraging and it's also it's, elitist. It's like saying your only Fallout you've ever played was Fallout seventy six. You're not a, you're not a Fallout, Fallout fan. fan. Yeah. Or like if you play, only play Street Fighter Five. Well, what you never played Super Turbo Third Strike? You're not a Street Fighter fan. Like that's stupid. It's like that when you're trying to like actually like push out <clears throat> bad stuff of it, you're just like you're welcoming and you're just like hanging out with people and enjoying the stuff. That's not gatekeeping. And some people say like and again, it's you know who did a good video about this? They everybody should watch. Corey Gaming did this thing about uh, communities, and that's basically just community checking. It's just like there are people within that inner circle that are like the hardest of the hardcore. Like they keep this scene alive, doing different things, yeah. they have respect them with okay. each other, but they're not. Gatekeeping. They're not uh, preventing people from wanting to looking into it and maybe curious about joining that inner circle. You know, gatekeeping is the ones that are trying to prevent people from coming into the circles, period. Yeah. 
That's what the term is. And so many people online, when I saw that thing on there, just do not understand that. Yeah, because Star Wars is talking, like one of those. They're talking about stuff that they're, they're only talking because certain people are talking about it. They're trying to be inclusive within the conversation. They just don't fully understand it. Star Wars, like you said, is going yeah. through that, but it's the wrong people that are saying this exactly. stuff like that. Because like Star Wars has been here for like 40 plus years. Yeah. Like that. And it's cool because there are people, there, there's always going to be debates. In, well, no, 40, 40 now because they have the 40th anniversary. Oh, yeah. But like, the thing is, is that the there's always going to be discussions and debates within fandom, no matter what it is. But that doesn't mean necessarily that that's gatekeeping, okay? Because gatekeeping, you're not trying to prevent new Star Wars fans from coming in. You know, people might hate the sequel trilogy, but mm. they still allow them to have their fans. The prequel, you mean? Well, no, the sequel trilogy, the Disney. Oh yeah, the stuff. Disney one. Okay. You know? Oh yeah. But like, they they still allow people to have those opinions and still have them. Like, no, no, you can't be a real Star Wars fan because you like the sequels. No, that's ridiculous. It's like same Stupid. people that that liked the prequels. Yeah, same thing. Were you at that same conversation when the prequels were being made? When after Attack of Clones and Revenge of the Sith came out, it's the same thing. But like, the point is, it's just stupid all around. You're not a real people, fan if you read the book. You have read the books. People that do that, <laughs> that engage with that, especially those that are, have like channels, that have followings, that have audiences and stuff, they they're causing more harm than good, and it's Agreed. dumb. Yeah, like, well said. Like, personally, I love the prequels. Like the, it was, like for what they were, they were great movies. Like the first one and Clone Wars were like top two. Hmm. I remember watching. I think it was like me and my one of my best friends at the time. We I think we, I think we just finished third grade. We right after we we finished school, we went out. I had a little Obi Wan and a Anakin little figure, and we went to go watch it at the theater by my nice. house. It was the best. And thing. you see, the fandoms need stuff like that because you might enjoy Star Wars movies. I mean, you're not gonna go out and like try to go hang out at Skywalker Ranch or something like that. But like, you still love the fandom. It's not like, you know, there's some people that would look at that and be like, oh, you're like the prequels, you're not OT, you're not the original trilogy, like you're not a real fan, it's stupid. And that's the mentality that we see from what I saw with that tweet on, on there that I saw being passed around, that's the type of mentality that needs to stop. Honestly, it's very toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real toxic behavior, in my Honestly. opinion. The fact, if you judge someone based off of what part of something they like... It's like, who made you judge and jury? Like, it, it, it doesn't Who made you the, the authority on this? It's like, come on. You're I judging the, someone based I am off what the they Senate. like. It's, <laughs> I am the Senate. It's its own. It's its own form of discrimination on people exactly. based off of what they're they like. Over fandom. It's over something as Sweet. trivial as fiction. Mm-hmm. It's and stupid. It's, it's stupidly toxic. It really is. Even even people going back to Pokemon, like, hey, you haven't played. Pokemon. Oh, that happens all the time in Pokemon. Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, I, I joke around saying that Gen 1 is the best, but that's not me saying that, like, yo, if you like Gen 6 or Gen 7 or whatever, like, you're not a Pokemon fan. That's just, that's ridiculous. That, that's insane. And, and some people really believe that on social media, or they say it because they want to get a rise out of everybody. Not you're, realizing you're not a real fan if you played Pokemon Black. You know what it reminds you of? You ever see that video of uh, when Pokemon Go was first coming out? It's, I don't know, it was, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a joke. Uh, it was, like, this news reporter, like, asking, like, the, this guy about what Pokemon I was like, and this girl... Who was just getting so mad? He's like, he's naming. They're, they're, he's not calling them by their names. <gasps> okay, but that's silly. Yeah, but that's silly. But it, it, it gives an insight of like how irrational it is. Like the dude's like, we got uh, two. Flo- we got one floor shit. We got three floor, floor shits. shits. <laughs> oh, that's party penis. Oh, that's oh, big That's my bro Pikachu. I mean. He knows Pikachu, but everyone knows yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's silly fun. Like that, but like, when it but gets it, to the it point... Show, it's a, com- it's a comedic approach. It's a satirical <laughs> yeah, it's a outlook point. or insight on how the communities are. Yeah. It, it's a rational 
hatred and discrimination on people it's discrimination, who are just but it's elitism. Fun. That's the, the term for it. It's elitism. Gatekeeping is really elitist in nature, and it's not a good thing for any fandom. Not period. really. It, it, it's too much it work. ruins its community. Like when like Fallout. Like I, I was reading articles recently about Fallout seventy six because like they're, they're bringing out new content, and all I saw was some of the most wholesome things about like how there's role play communities and it's just everyone pitching in and helping each other kind of like it's a whole like multitude of communities who are like just role playing as if it was like they just got out of the vault kind of thing yeah it's like, LARPing it's, it's LARPing or ARG yeah but it's like they like you have some people that made like newsstands farms kept mm. like all that stuff like full on Brotherhood of Steel factions settler nice. factions people just having fun for the sake of having fun exactly yeah that's what gatekeeping stops people from having fun like, they're like those like as silly as it sounds, games like that that invite that community are what increase that community's exactly vit- vitality. They want more people. They need more people to be to join. And, and, there's so, there's, and the, the funny thing about like Fallout is, like I remember playing the game early on. That seventy six from the get go was one of the most wholesome games. Like you had huh. people. Going out of their way to help other people, That's like really you nice. say, like some I, I was one of the people who who sherpaed new players in the game. Like me and my group of friends that I'd made, they're the same group that like we'd beat the, one of the first uh, Scorch Beast Queens. We literally, when new players come in, we would help them out, show them what to do, and give them tips on how to level up and like how to do the perk cards. So the perk the perk system is very complicated when you first start because you don't know how to do it you want to allocate if you want to do a certain build and it's only until you reach I don't know if they, I don't think they implemented it at the time but you could switch out points later on to make new builds because mm-hmm. like at the time me and, me and my friends were like level 120 at the time because like, like we had been playing for a while like just non-stop and like th- that's the same thing with Destiny too there were oh, Sherpas like God. people who just out of no- nowhere like would just help people those with were raids. amazing times yeah like they go out of their way to help and guide people, no matter how long it took, Lord just Jackson's to make my sure dad. that they knew what they were doing. <laughs> and like, I was a sherp on Destiny Two for a while because I had a lot, new players were coming in after the, after one of the DLCs had come out, and I was showing them the methods to the raids because I had gotten it down to like that. Like I was able to one, like each uh, stage we did once. We didn't. We never had to backtrack. I knew most of the underground pattern uh, tunnels. Remember that. I knew the uh, how to do the um, like the turrets. Remember those? Like I knew all that, and I was helping people just nonstop because I just knew, and I was like, "This is fun for me." The program is not picking up. So I'm just gonna have to use the webcams to pick up our voices. Mm. So. People, yeah, this... It was the legendary cast. <laughs> but, um... I think maybe EA got tired of us talking shit about Anthem. They were like, no, yep. fuck that! No! Yep, <laughs> it got me. It's in the game. Wait, okay, oh, now it's it in the game. Oh, okay. okay, now, all right. Cool. Now we're good. We're good. Now we're, we're good. good. Yeah. Cool. So, why the yes. hell are you sexy? We're super good. Yeah, so the question that we um I apologize for the audio issues or whatnot, this mixer got problems. But anyways, um why so sexy, Hunter? Why? I just am. 
What do you do? Is it this condition you use? Is it the motivation you have? I use three and one. I just am sexy. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> I'm a lazy bastard. <laughs> so am I. And the next question, this comes from Hyper Chick Cosplay. She says, how to deal with people trying to cancel you? My go-to Tell- solution. Wait, I, got, I got a simple one of that. Tell them. So you say, here are my balls. You can suck them. <laughs> I got one in better. Like, just don't even give them energy. Yeah. Just like, you know, you know, like, a lot of people had to deal with that recently for a number of different reasons. It's just like, you know, the only reason why people who oh are so negative and canceling <laughs> and stuff that per- perpetuate is all because, like, people give them energy. Just like ignore them. Just like don't, they're they're insignificant. Like, I played verbal I tennis. Had, <laughs> I had I had fights breaking out of my if, comment section. If you know you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have to acknowledge the nonsense that people say. To me. I've had that happen to me, where people have said stuff horrible things about me that were just straight up not true. Like there was one time I had a thing where on the website that I was with that I had to pull rank on someone because they were doing something they were not supposed to be doing. Like they were going to events and representing us without telling anybody. And was trying to get certain games. Oh. So I had to pull rank and, and tell the publisher, like, hey, listen, if you're going to send this game over, send it to me or to the editor-in-chief. Because that's how we do things. We talk to each other. And they tried to come on and say that I was stealing games. Oh, My, meanwhile, I'm the senior editor of the website. It's like, come on now. How does that even... <laughs> it's a, how, a long story. Like. Wow, that's an effort. But yeah, but like sometimes people will come on and say things like that. Or they'll try to make, give you an impression like you're a bad person. So don't give them that energy. Like... Show people the complete opposite of that by not giving that energy. Yeah. I just yeah. play verbal tennis. <laughs> I just, I had so many like toxic comments in my comment section after Otaku Fest. Like n- none towards, one towards me. And it was some, someone that had no mutuals. It was just like a random person. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. like deleted the comment. I was like, oh, so you went to the convention? I was like, Oh, that happened to you know, me too. You know what it is? You know what it is with that? Because I, I almost went to Otaku Fest. You know, obviously, I didn't go because I decided not to go and I had other things to deal with. Yeah. The problem is, though, is that, yes, we are in a pandemic, but one of these things that people don't understand is that these events have to at least you know, continue to do their thing. Some of them paid for the locations already. Some of them already committed with contracts and stuff. I even had it where I was talking with someone that runs PAX East. Or, yeah, PAX East, that they still have to announce these dates and put these things aside and then change it up afterwards because there's contracts they have to follow. Like yeah. there's certain rules. Right. You know, just because the pandemic's happening, that doesn't mean that these companies can't stop make have to stop making money. Exactly. Like, you know, it's, like people still live. like people still go to the malls and the beaches and all this other yeah, stuff. Like, where, where's the where, where's the where's like, the where's the canceling on that or it, the outrage on that it's and you're one thing to be upset about people who are not following protocol. It's one thing to yeah, be yeah. upset. Like, we're, we're not wearing masks right now, but we came in all with masks, I'm pretty sure. Like, when I came yeah. in, you saw me wearing a mask and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. we going like, outside. I, there's, there's steps, but, like, people, sometimes they want to be mad to be mad because they see other people being mad and they want to be on the right side of things. And then sometimes, you know, that gets in the way of rational thinking. Yeah. Yes. Like, the only issue with Autocophist was that one vendor, who I'm not going to call out, that they were incredibly irresponsible because they got tested before they got to the, the convention. Okay, was that like confirmed? Because I saw some it people was, talking no, about this. No, like, okay, so I, I saw their post and I was like, something's fucked about this and I said, where are the dates? It, they literally was po- post, like, it was confirmed after the fact okay, that, well, were, that, they, that, that they were that negative. That gets hazy then. Because, oh, no, no, because like, they, they, they deliberately withheld the date of the confirmation and I called them out on it in their comment section. You see, then that's and, irresponsible. And that then people, irresponsible. people started following suit, commenting and, re- and replying onto my comment, 
because of what okay, I said. Okay, but that, that's the thing. That's not the, the event's fault. That's not the people who are running the events for. No. Like, yo, they're going there taking, you know, steps and all this stuff. But, like, at that point, it's personal responsibility. Yeah, like, I, like, honestly, it's the vendor's fault, 100%. The only thing the event could have done is two days, three days prior, required every vendor to get tested. Yeah, that, that should be said. That sounds, that sounds fair. Like, it, cool. it, it's a harmless thing. It takes an hour out of your day. Like even if it's like a week before the event, you're you're not going to be really doing much other than prepping your inventory. Hmm. So the one thing I could say about just prepping for cancellation, just find a reasonable tactical way. You just don't need to be an asshole about it. You just have to be more. If you didn't do anything wrong, you're good. Yeah. Like, like this this brings just up, be reasonable. This brings up one of my follow questions for an anonymous person. Wait, wait, let me get my, let me get mine done out the way so that and then we'll get to you because okay. um we gotta okay. wrap up soon. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that um for me it's just. For me, how do I deal with people trying to cancel me? Simple. I just don't give them power. I tell them I don't care because it, when, I, when they see that I don't care, they don't have power. When I care, they have power. So if I give them a reason that I don't care, you can do whatever you want. You literally have no power to do anything towards me, especially over on the Internet. I'm not going to give you power. I'm not going to care. And guess what? I'm still going to go on with my life and enjoy doing what I love while you continue to be miserable. Back to you, Hunter. Uh, one of the last person, do you think got, people will come after anyone going to SuperFanCon? Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's without a doubt. I'm ready. And it's going to happen no matter what. I'm prepared. It's just, no matter how you look at it, it's people being hypocrites. Like, yeah. the, the sheer hypocrisy of everybody going after people. Like, I made a, a, a post along after Otaku Fest of people coming after people. Kids, minors that were going after. Yeah, that's to, rude. I, I have yeah. a real like, problem with that. There, I don't there like were that. Pe- there were Agreed. kids. And, like, one of my friend's um, brother that were, they had a panic attack because of people coming after them. Oh, and man. it was like, bro, what? You can't take the high ground when you're trying to, you know, like do for a cause when you're going after people. And especially in my young comment kids section, out there like that. in my comment section and in other people's posts, like, and I saw their things, someone wished death onto other yeah, that's, people. That's, oh, no, that's, we that's cannot like, you're, that here. like, I had someone, at that point, block. I had someone in my, I think it was my comments that, no, it was someone, it was one of, someone I used to be friends with that I unfollowed them right after. That sh- that they wished that whoever went to Otaku Fest, there was a handful of people who said this, that they hoped they died. You know what's messed up at the offshoot of this? Like I've experienced this before, where people like really want to go out of their way sometimes online and, and try to like they they're trying to be the moral police. They're trying to be the the people that are just like always going after what they perceive as evil, which is like people who are doing wrong stuff that are politically incorrect or all these other things. I had one time that I lost, I broke up with a friend because she was so hyper like aggressive about like. You know, talking about issues and like "quote unquote" canceling people—the virtue signal. Well, not just the virtue signal thing, but like they—they they were just trying. They were always trying to be vigilant about something. Like there was everybody remembers when the rooster teeth thing happened, right? Um, Remember this thing with rooster teeth? Vaguely. Okay. okay, so long story short, guys that were used to work at Rooster Teeth uh, were doing some pretty messed up stuff, like with dating like you know other people outside of their marriage and possibly like minors and stuff. This was a thing that was happening in the news that for a while was like being danced around whether it was true or not. Just, just and the crazy thing is, is that, you know, sometimes 
we're not always plugged into the BS on Twitter and stuff. Like, I know there are times when I'm just like working. I don't even use And I don't even follow like what's going on. So I go into a Discord and all of a sudden everybody's talking smack about Rooster Teeth. I'm like, geez, I guess we're all hating on Rooster Teeth today. Like, that's sort of weird. All of a sudden I start getting berated because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And, like, and people, literally, this person tried to come out and say that I look like the person to give an excuse for a sexual deviant or a sexual predator. Oh, dear, and I'm wow. like, whoa, like the fuck I'm, I'm in over here making YouTube videos like minding my own business and literally if I don't know anything you're gonna call me that like that's rude that's that's, that's mess and then try to paint that out by some. and then what's really bad is when everybody else that wants to be on the right side or doesn't want to get the higher thrown at them starts agreeing with stuff like that it's like whoa like oh, third that's, partying. that's when things are so like off the wall crazy that like it kills the point of actually trying to call out bad stuff when they happen because there's nothing wrong with calling somebody out or something out or a company out but like when you start doing that all the time not everything can actually be like you know somebody needs to be canceled for like if somebody sat down the wrong way what are you going to cancel them on twitter now like it's it's stupid it's gotten to a point where it's gotten so ridiculous and everybody's trying to rah-rah so hard that they're almost forgetting about what the cause that they're trying to roll for it's it's insane so cancel stuff or, or dealing with that you know you got to go with it a case-by-case basis but yeah. if you know you didn't do anything wrong don't give it energy it's like people like all them all like bro you're just you're trying to just Get the stuff that you want or need. That's it. Yeah. Like, you can't subsist off of online everything. You can't be always investing in And on bullshit. top of the fact, the matter is, this pandemic, because of the fact that... Everyone's home. <laughs> everyone's home. And we're such a hardwired people nowadays, where it's social media and constant social interaction. Like, we are one of the most socially active, um, like, generations... So, oh, they're gonna say species like humans. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. Well, <laughs> like, just the online gen. Like, like yeah, we're people like people know. like this is the generation of as it like from a psychological standpoint, we're one of the most mentally ill generation. Like we once we get out of like a certain zone, it's like addiction almost. Once it's been withheld from us, it drags us back and we end up losing some of that if that makes sense like you get people are getting depressed because of the fact they can't interact or can't do anything because it's so, they're so accustomed to it mm-hmm. and then it just it ends up becoming a drag and then once people want to go out they get shamed for it even though they followed every single <laughs> protocol they could yeah. so we got a comment in chat just from Coven saying call me a cancel me Twitter Sama Oh my God. And then call me Anthem while you cancel me. <laughs> wow, wow, that's cold. Holy shit. You got any more questions? Uh, Steven says, do you eat after-school snacks? Yes. Of course. Apple slices. <laughs> and then the Rolling Sloan says, how do you define gamer? Oh, God. We're, we're going to save this one for like, so a only place video games. games. Yeah. Said, like, it's nothing more beyond that. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything else? There's a few others, but they weren't really pertaining to this. <laughs> One was more of a jab at me being an old man. Jab at you being an old man. <laughs> you take shots to go, wow. Call no. me a boomer. Ah, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, I'm going to double check, see if there's any last minute questions. Yeah. Any stragglers? And I do not. It's just an anonymous one for you, but I don't know if you got that one specifically. Uh, was it about SuperFanCon? Do I look like I know? <laughs> do I look like I know? I mean, I. Do you want to show me and I could answer it? Oh, yeah. Coven chill. Coven chill. <laughs> I don't know if this is the one involving. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I already said it. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> this has been... I wish we can go longer. Go longer on this podcast or whatnot because there's still a lot more that we can you know, still talk about. Yeah. Like, we can go on for long. Yes. But um, 
Flynn's got to open up pretty soon, so we're very, very stringent on time. But I want to thank both Hunter and Jake yes. for coming back on again. Definitely this has been great. I've I've always enjoyed having conversations with you guys because yeah. we can go long with this, like yes. completely long. Facts. One of these days we got to do like a maybe a three hour podcast. Who knows? Maybe. Hmm. And we'll just talk about just a lot of stuff in gaming Everything. and whatnot. Who knows? Maybe another eight-man podcast will make it three hours long. Who knows? We'll do it at an event. Do, do, <laughs> oh do a three-hour event or at a, a convention, because like what you guys did before. Do yeah. It, do, it, like, do it live. Do it live! <laughs> I, would, I would love yeah. to do it live. Huh? Yes, definitely. But stuff like that is fun. Yeah. It, it was weird its first time, but definitely would do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Get addicted to it. So, any <laughs> final words for you guys before we close it out? You're breathtaking. Oh, no, so you're I was there for that. I was in the audience when that happened. How did you, you know? Everybody backwards. I didn't. I did. Now I get it because now, now I can see the full outfit. Now I get it. It's complete. Well, I get it now. Like, that's funny. Look at the drip. But but yeah, uh, I guess I could say thank you for having me on. As always, again, it's always a pleasure. Always fun. Hopefully, it's awesome to have you guys. You know, it's always cool to talk games and just enjoy, especially on a Sunday. Sundays. Yeah. Like, nice. Sundays is always like a chill it. day. So, but yeah, it I'm always, always around. Is. I'm always. Thank you. I always appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for being here. Three times in a row. Let's make it four. Never to book around. I mean, crown. the only uh, next con that's coming up after this weekend is Mizu. I don't know if anything else is happening after that, though. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't kept should. up with it. Only, thing, only two cons I know of that are officially happening are Mizu and Mega. EY. And MegaCon. I'm not going to fucking MegaCon. I would go to MegaCon. I don't know. Right now, for me, I'm not going to any events, like, as far as I could think of, you know, for various different reasons. But, like, you know, I'm just keeping track. I'm doing a lot of online events, though. I know that I just sent an application thing for, uh, was it Indie World Order? That I'm going to be doing a presentation about indie games. You know, the difference between reviews of indie games and AAA games. Maybe, possibly, if lucky, if they allow me to do it. PAX panel online again, like I did last time. Oh, that would which, be so awesome. That, that, was, that was cool. That, that was my first PAX panel that I got to do, which was dope. So I, I definitely oh would God. love to do it again and, and any others. And also, I just did Uplink. That's the, the yeah, I saw that too. I did, yeah. Those, those uh, panels, I'm going to get the archives for them. I'm going to upload it to my YouTube channel. But they were amazing. That'd be dope. They were really, really fun. I got to do a lot. I was at it for like 10 plus hours doing Man. stuff. So I had six panels that I was the host of that entire event. So nice. it's really cool. Yeah. Like for me, most Make sure y'all subscribe to him, man. Yes, please show some love on YouTube. Show me, send me some follows. YouTube.com slash Gamers with Gains channel. And New Breaks. But like, um, now that I finally have two of the outfits that I've been trying to build for cosplay, I'm now going to start streaming a bit more now because one of the biggest things for me was like the cosplay aspect of streaming. Because mm-hmm. I would always try to get at least semi-cosplay while I streamed and it gave me just a bit more enjoyment so now that I have two Keanu Reeves outfits set up ready because I have Johnny I have have Johnny Silverhand you're gonna play Cyberpunk yeah I'm gonna stream Cyberpunk as Johnny he's gonna make Cyberpunk nice or the John Wick game that'd be funny the John Wick game Yeah, because there's a John Wick indie game if you didn't know, so that that oh, yeah. perfect. I heard it. I, I reviewed it. I had I did a thing on the channel for that. that That's where I got I it, which is which is pretty funny. So. <laughs> All righty, this has been episode 23 of the South Florida Gamers podcast. This will be available on all your favorite audio hosting platforms, and yeah, we'll do this again two weeks from now for another guest. And until next time, and as always, stay classy. Peace.